the mama of all story songs. This week on the 100th episode of the Story Song Podcast. everybody welcome back to the story song podcast i'm dan mcinerney i'm rachel oaks and i'm michael gazelle for the last 100 episodes (laughs) we have walked you through the wonderful world of a story song and this week is a very special episode because this is our 100th yep yay yay the song we're going to be talking about is the night the lights went out in georgia by vicky lawrence which is a very important song to us, it's dear to and in us, our lives to yes. the world for a number of reasons. Um, so this is our hundredth episode, and I'm going to do this quickly because we've talked about this on other episodes yes, of this run. And, yeah, so I don't want to belabor this, but basically, um, the origin of this show, if you don't know, is we had done a a run of episodes years ago. We stopped for a while; it was all my fault. We've talked about that in the past. <laughs> um, we've come back. Uh, and we never we let you forget it. it. As you shouldn't. In between the two runs, we did not speak. Never. Once. That is true. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we, uh, so we had done a bunch of episodes, uh, took some time off, came back. Uh, this is now our 100th episode of the new run. Woohoo! Uh, se- 2.0. Season, season two, as we called it. Yeah, yes. that's right. Um, the new class. Uh, the next generation. <laughs> um, and so, The Night Lives on Georgia was not only the first episode that we did during our first run mm-hmm. um it was instrumental in the formation of this show um so we're gonna we're gonna do it again we have pointedly not listened to the original episode correct um mostly out so of shame will... but you know no. <laughs> well <laughs> just kidding just kidding because i did i you know we didn't want it to influence our, us on this episode mm-hmm. um we will most likely repeat ourselves uh, uh, on certain things, I apologize for that. Um, but I think we can find some new stuff in here for reasons I'll get to in a second. But new perspective. To get back to what I, w- yeah, yeah. Well, to get back to what I was saying. So, um, the origin of the show is we had gone on a cruise together. Um, and one night there was rough weather. Uh, we couldn't really do anything. A lot of the stuff on the cruise ship was was closed. So we sat in um our room. Uh, with a bottle of sangria, and we talked. And as we talked about, what we normally talk about, which is pop culture ephemera. Um, and we started discussing story songs mm-hmm. in particular the night lives out in Georgia. Now, I had actually written a blog post. This is how long ago this was <laughs> uh, on my old blog about the night lives out in Georgia, just pointing out that the story didn't make any sense. Um, and so I think that was sort of where I was coming from, and then. You guys were talking about it, and, and you sort of explained some things that maybe I didn't understand. And so we, we had a grand old time uh, getting drunk and talking about story songs. And then we started yep. talking about other story songs. And we were like, this is fun. We should do a show. So yeah. That's and like any, like any drunk night, you decide, you decide we, this is <laughs> right. what we should always do. <laughs> like, this is all the time, you guys. Like, this, is, this would be a good show. We should just do this all the time. So... so- and that's why we do this show drunk every time for you yeah, guys. Yeah, absolutely. Because we are a plaster. Blitz. Um, 
We should get Sangria as a sponsor. Is there a Sangria Ooh. company that wants to sponsor Just Sangria? Us? Just the sangria in general. Just beverage like of Sangria. Concept. Yeah. Homemade Sangria. Uh, so this, this, this podcast is brought to you by Sangria. Do you have wine and fruit and some other stuff? <laughs> you Maybe you got yourself a Sangria. The I don't know how we're making that, money. <laughs> real, real quick. We had brought we had brought like bottle like bottled sangria. Right. We had to go up and like steal fruit cups. <laughs> I mean, not steal. I mean, it's all free. But yeah. we had to like get a bunch of fruit cups Genius. from the cafeteria and bring them back so we can put them in the sangria. Oh man. Anyway, so what I was gonna say, it's not a glamorous origin story, but it's an origin story nonetheless. But and if I recall, not only were we talking about the song, but we were listening to. We were listening Did to we, the okay. song, and we were listening to a bunch of story songs. Yeah. Um, with each passing glass of sangria. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying, but here's glass like it's classy. It was they were <laughs> those like plastic cups, of cups they give you. Yeah. yeah. The, the, yeah, the sure. cups they give you in the bathroom to yeah, yeah, rinse yeah. your mouth out. It was fine. Um, so I think initially in the original episode, are at least my read on the song and the story was the story doesn't make any sense which Mm -hmm. we're going to talk about uh for a number of reasons here's why i think this one will be a little different because this has been a natural evolution in our show which is if we were to do it today which we're going to experience what that's going to be like we are literally um, going to do it today (laughs) we're not just going to talk about why it doesn't make sense but as i said a natural evolution of our show is i think the approach tonight is going to be, we're going to make it make sense. Um, Perhaps against the song's will. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We are going to force this song to make sense. Um, And if you don't know what we're talking about, if you're not familiar with the song, we will go through it. Don't worry about it. We'll explain all this. That's what we do. I have a a lot of theories that are maybe supported, maybe supported by the text about what is going on. Because at first glance, at first blush, the story is a mess, is way too complicated. Yeah. Um, there are several story songs in here. There are plot um, holes. Well, there are numerous plot holes, but there, there's also, like, it should, like, have you ever seen a movie and been like, there were seven plot no. lines if they picked one? <laughs> What's up? You've never seen He's a movie? never seen never. a movie. Okay, well, anyway. He's there, afraid this, of them. Like, I saw one. It was, it was Train Leaving the Station. Yeah. Okay. I thought the train right, was going to come through the screen, and I ran out of there. I was like, "Nope, no, 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 no. This is not for me." Well, anyway, what I was saying I saw was it in Paris like, in 1880. Sure. Yeah. Sure. 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 Um. So, if you've ever seen a movie where you're like, you know, there were seven plot lines. If they just picked one plot line and stuck with that, it would have been a good movie. But it was too complicated. That's why I feel about this song, where it's like, if they, if this could have been a concept album, um, about <laughs> about these true. murders. But there's too much. There's too much in this for one song. Yeah. Uh, is basically my point. But I love that idea. That, <laughs> the concept of the night the lights went out in Georgia and everything. Every song's a part of. Vicky, hear us out. Yeah, Vicky Lawrence, if you're listening, first of all, that would be a dream come true. Second, <laughs> a concept album with. By the way, copyright story song podcast a concept album of the night the lights went out in georgia every song tells the story and then the last song on the album is this song mm. or yeah maybe or like or it opens and closes and then there's like the side two there's like an intermission and the chorus sings it we just wrote a musical all right 
We're going to get back to this in a second. Let's put a pin in it. Rachel. Yeah. <laughs> just quickly tell us the story of this story song. I'll try. So the night the lights went out in Georgia is about a man, brother, who's been away for a couple of weeks, probably on a hunting trip, I'm going to say. It's Georgia. He's probably been hunting. And he's about to go home to his, his wife, his young bride, decides to stop in at his local watering hole. And uh, while he's there, he sees his BFF, uh, Andy. Uh, mm -hmm. Andy gives him some very disturbing news, says that his wife has been uh, cheating on him with somebody, and then also says that Andy has also been cheating on, uh, cheating with the wife. Yes. Uh, brother does not take it well. So Andy leaves, and uh, uh, basically brother is like, this is, this is too much. I can't take it. Gets a gun. He's going to sort things out with Andy, for some reason, with Andy. Uh, so he goes to Andy's house, but turns out Andy's already dead. <gasps> oh my uh -oh. God, Andy's already dead. And so Brother Man uh, flags down a uh, cop who's, a, you know, a Southern cop, and they have sort of a mock trial and, uh, or a show trial, and they uh, hang Brother uh, for, the, for the murder of Andy. Uh, but twist, Andy didn't do it. I mean, Brother didn't do it. Rather than do, do we want to give away the ending now? Well, it's the story. Because there is a twist. <laughs> I think we could. Yeah, yeah. It's I think the we could story. Say. Okay, I'll say this. It's, the twist is that brother did not kill Andy, but uh, somebody else did who might be related to him. Mm -hmm. Is that better, Michael? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get I to like it. I like the suspense. Okay. And it yeah, adds yeah. to the twists and the turns of the story of this song. What is interesting, Rachel, that you didn't mention is everything that you just said uh -huh. takes place in about three minutes. Yeah, yes. Right. Yeah. I mean, listen, again, we will get into it, but the, uh, it's tough to explain this song without just saying the lyrics of the song. Because you're like, every time you say something to try and explain it, you're like, oh, but then, then this happens in it. You can't, yeah. sum, you can't sum it up easily. Right. It's a complicated story and there every line reveals something new. Yeah. Um the, not always something not always something useful, if I'm being yeah. perfectly honest. <laughs> yeah. But something new. If the head um, the headline yeah. of the on the newspaper for this would be like extra, extra man finds out wife is cheating and then also finds out she's cheating with multiple people and decides to kill his best friend, but then his best friend is already dead and then somebody else did it, but he got hung for it. Extra extra <sighs> <sighs> <laughs> Nine newsboys died that day from, <laughs> from exhaustion. He was on his way home from Candletop. Been two weeks gone and he thought he'd stop at Webb's and have him a drink before he went home to her. Andy Wolow said hello and he said hi, what's doing? Whoa said sit down, I've got some bad news, it's gonna hurt. Said, I'm your best friend and you know that's right But your young bride ain't home tonight Since you've been gone she's been seeing that Amos boy Seth Well he got mad and he saw red And Andy said boy don't you lose your head Cause to tell you the truth I've been with her myself That's the night that the lights went out in Georgia that's a night that they hung an innocent man Well, don't trust your soul and old backwoods southern lawyer 
Cause the judge in the town's got blood stains on his hands. Before we turn on the microphones today, we discovered that Candletop is not a real place. Hmm. Um, it is presumably a town, right? I, I, I thought I always thought or maybe it was a mountain, like a a place for like fishing or hunting or something like that. You know. Um, yes. So I so right next to Big Rock Candy Mountain. I think it's. So I always assumed that he was working. Oh. And I, this is just me. So I always assumed that he was working, like, whatever his job is, he has to go away to this candle top, oh, and then he's, he's coming back, okay? But I like your, I like, that's another good interpretation that he's he's off hunting, mm-hmm. right? Because that also makes sense. He would be gone for weeks, presumably. Um, so he's away at candle top for some reason. He's been two weeks gone. Yeah. What if it's... um. I don't remember which episode this would relate to, but what if it's sort of adjacent to beautiful Mount Airy Lodge? <laughs> I mean, it sounds which like we that talked kind about of in a previous episode. It sounds like that resort. No, I think Dan's right. I think he goes away for work. It's the Candle Top Conference. He sells yeah. candles. Oh, yeah, he sells and candles. So <laughs> it's the it's the Eastern Seaboard Candle Top Conference, um, taking place. They abbreviated. Uh, CTC 72. Mm-hmm. It was CT. He went to CTC 72. He made a lot of good connections. Yeah. You know what he yeah, did? Yeah. He took the time to better himself in his work. Yeah. As a right. salesman and as a husband. This is the regional Yankee Candle, right? Yankee Candle yeah. is yep. the yeah. Northeast. Down in Georgia, you, you're, they're a candle top. You, that's area. a, that's you a candle I mean? top area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same candles. Don't get us wrong. It's the same company. It's like Hardee's right. and Carl's Jr. It's the same thing. It's just regional. I wonder if he was all excited when he got home. He was like going to go tell his wife, this guy had candles that smelled like Christmas cookies. I have was- never seen it. It is the <laughs> future of this candles. Is the future. It's unbelievable. You don't even have to do the laundry anymore. We have fresh linen candles. This is crazy. You know, you know I- when you have a birthday cake? And it smells like a birthday cake. <laughs> and then you have a candle on it. Now imagine you right. just meld those two things together. This is birthday cake scented candles. I've never seen anything like it. I'm telling you, you got to come with me to Candle Top 73. <laughs> this, this, but here's the thing I don't think you're understanding. Yes, I have seen candles that smell like candles. Obviously, birthday candles. I have seen candles that smell like birthday cake. But this candle smells like a candle on top of a birthday cake. It's the two smells together. together. I don't know how they did it. I don't know how they did it. What are they going to do next? What are they going to do next? Have layered candles where there's like three cents in it? Uh, I can't take it. I mean. I'm going to be honest with you. That salesman, we burned him alive as a witch because we could not figure out how. (laughs) Only dark magic was the only way this could be possible. Unbelievable. There was another salesman that had chocolate chip cookie, scented candles, and I tell you what, this is going to change the face of open houses. Mm. <laughs> Realtors <laughs> everywhere are yeah, yeah. going to buy these by the millions. You, yeah. know, you know who'd love to hear about this? My best friend, Andy. I got to go right yeah. from Candletop <laughs> go to right Webb's because yeah. I know that's where Andy's going to be. Okay. So... <laughs> Andy would, always would, goes there after a closing. Andy's a realtor. <laughs> yes. I'm gonna steer. I'm gonna steer the car. The car back into the sure. road. Sure. 
So I have a question. Is this the road from Candletop? Yes. In your opinion, um, what is the time period of this song? Is it supposed to be contemporary to 1972 when the song came out? Or is it happening before? There is no, as far as I know, there, are no, there is no hint of technology. There's no mention of a phone. Um, there's no mention of a television or anything like that. He has a gun. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we're to assume he's loading a musket. So um, also, I'm presuming when he says uh, the Georgia, the what is the whatever the Georgia Patrol is making their rounds. Presumably, they're in a car. I, I, I yeah. So I'm gonna say like post 1930. But this also feels like it can't be contemporary because it's the the trial is so weird, and then they hang him. I just don't think they were hanging people. In like the early seventies, I mean, right? I I don't know. I I think that I think I never thought of it as anything but contemporary. Quite honestly, uh, not okay. contemporary to us to nineteen seventy two, like late late sixties, early seventies. See, I always pictured it as where I picture most story songs, and that is uh, yesteryear. Yes, that's right. Olden times. Yeah, like. Yeah. It's yeah. it's a little bit creepier <laughs> if it's if it's not contemporary to when the song came out. But I I definitely don't well, think like I don't think it's the <clears throat> it doesn't seem to me like it's the 30s or 40s or something. I don't think it's that early. Okay. I, I don't think it's that early. I think telephones are around. I think televisions are are around. I think that it's just I, I'm this not saying they're little, not. There's, there's, a, there's a little. The, it's a little backwoods. No, I agree, and I'm not. I'm like I'm not saying telephones don't exist in this world. There's, there's, but there's no mention to root it in any particular time. Like sure, it sure. could, it could be it's timeless. I'm not saying it is, but like there's no reason. There's nothing in the song that would contradict it. The reason I'm saying that is because, you know, there's stuff that's going to happen at the end mm-hmm. where you're like, but how, how is that possible? And having it be a long time ago, at least explained some of that, up until including, again, the fact that they hang him. Now, you know, this could be a thing where it's like, hey, do you know the last guillotining in France was like like 1982? Yeah. And you're like, what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> exactly. So maybe it's so maybe it's possible, but that that just feels like a, 19, you know, that feels like a 1937, like, oh, they, you know, there was a there was a two week trial, then they hung him like right in front of the courthouse or whatever. Well, but I, like, I but, but here's the thing. I also don't think that this was a court appointed hanging. Oh, really? I think Ooh. this was mob justice. No, really? L- l- listen, wow, we'll get okay. it. Hold let's on. get into it. Let's get it. We, we, I, this is, let's we're, get we're at the end a of massive, the show. Let's get a massive pin. Yes. Like the biggest pin you've ever seen and yes. put a pin in that because. I mean, we're at this, the end. Wow. So. <laughs> a pin that is worthy of our 100th episode. We are going to put in <laughs> our yeah. special 100th episode pin that we've been saving yeah. for just such an occasion. The opening of the song, actually, I think you skipped something. Uh, it says he was on his way home from Candletop, where there was mm-hmm. terrible cell reception. Been two weeks okay. gone. Um, <laughs> Without Wi-Fi. With no Wi-Fi. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he thought he'd stop at Webb's to be like, guys, what's been going on in the world? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got to update my Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Webb's is in the worldwide web. Yeah. We have yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. He stopped in on the web. So to just check any emails he missed. 
so we do have we have some information. So he's gone for two weeks, and clearly he's stopping for a drink before he goes home to her. Yeah. So there's the home life is not good, right? He's he's avoiding even though he's been gone for two weeks, he still wants to avoid his wife for a little bit longer. So I so yeah. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say I have a question because I thought that same thing, but we have a narrator who is not brother, who is saying it. So is is this from the narrator's point of view? So is the narrator being like before he went home to her? You know that one we can't stand. The family can't stand that one. You know. So here's the thing. I think that the narrator is massively coloring what is happening in this song. Sure. That is my make this song make sense. Yes. Uh, is that we cannot trust fully anything that we are told because the narrator not only is an actual person um, who is who exists in the universe, it isn't just a narrator who's telling the story, but the narrator has an agenda <laughs> um, yeah, yes, that we are going to very discover. Much so. And and you know, and the narrator is is a part of the story. So Well the fact yes. that the narrator is a real person, can we assume that the narrator is not omniscient? Yeah, I'd yes. say yes. Agree. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She, the narrator doesn't know everything. I don't know why we're dancing around this. This is so dumb. <laughs> it's but Vicky anyway. Lawrence. <laughs> For God's sake, so, it's Vicky. <laughs> so the twist is that the twist we will find out is the person who's telling this this story is the sister of our our main character and that she god do we know we know she murdered the wife right we can right. say that for sure yeah she never says if she murdered andy we don't know that is true we okay. can That's presume true. i think it's implied but, wait, wait, wait. but i will say oh, this. i agree we, we can presume to, it uh, is implied but, but she never says pin. it but we need another pin oh we're we gonna are pin four it. verses away from that <laughs> we i know we're pinning it. But but here's the thing. So but that's what I mean is that I don't I don't think other than the the barest of facts, I don't think we can trust anything that's being said in this. And even things that are factually true, I think she is coloring. Yes. Right? Um, sure. I could see that. that. So so basically like so basically her brother stops to get a drink before going home, right? She's like, the reason is because he doesn't want to go home to his wife. That's what I was saying. Maybe not. Yeah. Maybe he just wants to drink. Like, you know what it's, I mean? Like, maybe, maybe it's on his way home and he but, sees Andy's car. Yeah. He's right. like, oh, that's... Andy's in there. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I, I haven't seen him in two weeks. He's such but a good guy. Me. <laughs> um, but okay. Yeah. So, and because this is going to come up a lot. This is why I'm, yeah. I'm spending a little time on this. Right. Is that I think, I think the way to make this make sense is that. She has an agenda telling you this story. She sure. is trying to make you think a certain way. Right. And so she is basically, other than her brother, right, everyone else in this story is a lying, cheating loser. Right. Um, or, like, I mean, Or again, doesn't know what they're doing, get... stuff like that. But what I'm, this right. is, again, I, I, I know we want to, like, lay this stuff out in, in the front. But right. we've also gone through three lines. <laughs> well, we're not okay. even we're 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 barely sitting down with Andy. But I think we do need to establish like what her perspective is. Okay. Right. But and I and I think this is the part we maybe didn't talk about the first time is that again, I think the way to make this story make sense and to even 
close up some of the plot holes is that she is leaving out information. Sure. Um, purposely. Uh, she, well, she has purposely and the fact that she's not omniscient, she only can report on she what she know. sees. What I'm wondering is this whole scene in the bar, is she there? No, that's the thing. That's we don't know. The one, that's, that's, that's a really good question, Michael. That is a really good question. And I think because the, if she's there, the timing makes more sense. But we need to get there first. But uh, I'm thinking she think witnesses this exchange. Okay. Yes. Oh, I think that is what makes, I think that's what makes sense, Michael. But I would like to get into that before we discuss it more because that is what I was thinking too. It's the you only guys, thing that makes sense. You guys, I love this show. <laughs> <laughs> I had not thought of that. Oh my God. Yeah. Yes, of course. Hold on. I promise I'll move on a second. But yes, you see that towards the end of the movie, you see the scene again. And then the camera pulls over and she is, she's yes, on the she's other there. end. She's behind a pole. She sees this happen. Oh my God. Of course. Yeah. Oh my God. That makes total sense. Okay. Let's get back to the lyrics. Yes. So, okay. <laughs> so, verse okay. two of 12. So now, so, so he's gone he's into a Webbs. bar. Yes. He's gone to a bar called Webb's. This, and by sees- the way, I am picturing the bar from It's a Wonderful Life. Okay. Okay. Anybody sure, else? No, but okay. Are you sure? Um, it's a good movie. <laughs> so, so Andy Wolo, who is his friend, okay? His name is Andy Wolo, all right? I am also going to, I'm going to belabor this because there are a lot of names. Here, the brother never is never named. No. It, and it is confusing because we keep getting these names thrown around and it's not clear who is assigned to what name. Okay, because it goes by fast. But Andy Wolo said hello. He, meaning brother, said hi, what's doing, Whoa. Okay, now it would make sense for Andy Wolo's nickname to be Whoa. So Andy Wolo said hello. He said hi, what's doing, Whoa. Said sit down, I've got some bad news. It's going to hurt. Okay. Now, as we were discussing again before the mics turned on, does he say, hi, what's doing, question mark? Whoa said, sit down, I've got some bad news, it's going to hurt. Or, hi, what's doing, whoa, said, and then. Like, whoa, whoa said, said, sit down. Whoa said, I, right. The, I, that, the second whoa was implied. Whoa said, sit down, I gotta, it's going to hurt. It doesn't super matter. It's, it's, it only goes to show how quickly confusing this song gets. I mean, <laughs> because, I, yeah. Yeah. I, I think that it's definitely brother saying hi what's doing whoa to set up the fact that they are so familiar with each other that he has a nickname right because it, okay. I, and i think that the said is like with an apostrophe apostrophe before it you know right kind of like okay. you know he said but you don't say the he you know <laughs> okay um, andrew wolo said sit down i got some bad news it's gonna hurt sir so andrew brothers- of wolo <laughs> What a t- by the way, you just got back from Candletop. That's not the first thing you want to hear. You're like, I don't even have a drink yet, Andy. Well, let me at least this, get a beer in me, for gosh sake. Well, okay, hold on to that for one second. So, brother goes into the bar. He sees his friend Andy. He says, "What's up?" Andy immediately says, "Sit down. I got some bad news, and it's gonna hurt." He said, "I'm your best friend, and you know that's right." Mm, but your he? young bride, well, <laughs> but your young bride ain't home tonight. 
since you've been gone, she's been seeing that Amos boy, Seth. Now, again, Andy, right on the stop top. stop right there. <laughs> well, let, let's start here. So we have Andy, right? And that, like, the, God, this song is so confusing. <laughs> because why is it like she's been seeing that Amos boy, right? right? So Amos is the last name. Yeah. That is, right. it is so unnecessary that you're writing this song. You just have him be named Smith. Or Brad, you know what I mean? Like because it does not help every that time a character every time has I, two first names. Right. Yeah. I think his name is Amos until he says Seth, and I'm like, oh right, well, his name is Seth. I, I, his name is Seth. Like why? Na- but you are writing the song. Why give your character a last name that's also a first name, and then be like, oh by the way, his name is also Seth. Who cares? Just say the Amos boy or Amos the Brown not, boy Seth. Because what sounds more like more Georgia than somebody named a- with the last name Amos. Well, the, with the first name Amos. No. Oh, like that's just valid. Saying, she's, say, she's saying she's saying Amos boy. Seeing that Amos boy Amos. Um, growing up, I always thought it was since you've been gone, she's been seeing that Amos boy since. And I was like, since what? Oh. Since what? <laughs> since you've been gone. Oh, Seth. His name's Seth. I guess. Since you've been gone. It's cyclical. It's cyclical. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or or he starts singing since you've been gone because someone put Kelly Clarkson on the jukebox. Yeah. It could be that since he'd been gone, she's been seeing that Amos boy, comma, Seth. Right. My good he's friend whose no. wife is cheating on him with the Amos boy. I don't think so. No. It, I don't think so. But the, <laughs> the I, fact I that the brother is never named. But the fact that the brother is never named makes it a little bit not, more confusing. Yeah, it's not clear. Because and and because obviously we're going through this very slowly. But in the song, I should say, so the one thing I did, the one thing I did do before, uh, right before we got on, was I listened to this song five times in a row, mm-hmm. just because I wanted to really marinate in it. And every time it <laughs> and is- And because surpri- it's amazing. Like, but it, it is throwing so much at you so fast, and in a way that is not clear. And I want to I be, no confusion here. As the kids say, don't get it twisted. I- adore this song mm-hmm. but it is confusing it is hard to follow what is supposed to be happening so andy so andy is his friend there's brother andy is a friend she's been seeing that name boy seth now here's here's my first question the first thing that does not make sense how does andy know this okay and does the wife know when the brother is coming home meaning if if she's had two weeks to be sleeping around, why doesn't she make sure that she's home tonight so that the brother doesn't find out that she's cheating? Why would she be off somewhere else? Does she know when he's coming home? I think yes. I think that it's just, I think she knows because it's, I think Andy knows because it's a small town and she just doesn't care anymore. That's what I get the sense of is maybe he thought he was going to like tame her and maybe they just got married recently. Mm-hmm. And she was, you know, f- flirty with everybody, but she didn't change her ways. And now she's dating at, and then she's she's sleeping with at least Seth Amos, and and Andy, I'm sure, is smart enough to know that's the <laughs> only information that brother needs to know. Absolutely, that's going to be enough for tonight. Maybe you follow up in a couple of days, but that's what I think. I think that it's just she just doesn't care, and it's a it's a small town. And so everybody knows everybody's going on, goings on. Or it could be 
he was uh he was in Candletop for or he was at the Candletop conference for mm-hmm. two weeks. CTC, yep. Yeah, CTC seventy two. Um so I think perhaps he was either scheduled to get home much later mm. or much earlier. Which okay. could sort of Right, but she doesn't know when the situation. Right, like I mean, if he was supposed to get home later, and like, oh, surprise, he's home after two weeks. He was supposed to be gone for three weeks, or you're only supposed to be gone for a week. What were you doing for that extra week? And then she doesn't care, and she's cheating Mm, on him. Okay, okay, right. Well, either way, she doesn't know exactly when he's coming home. So, and Andy, because everybody knows everybody else's business. So Andy's like, look, before you come home and find out she's not there, I'm just gonna be the heads up. Yeah, she she's seeing that Amos boy sex. He's not gonna be home. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> okay. Andy's got his back. So, Andy. Andy's Andy is a the good best, guy. Uh, he's just the best of friend. He well, just have... there's nothing. Uh, there's nothing Andy won't do for him. Nothing could t- tear <laughs> this friendship asunder. <laughs> so now he got mad and he saw red. Now again, this is this is the brother, right? The brother's getting yeah. mad and he saw red. And Andy said, boy, don't you... And the narrator is witnessing this. Keep that in mind. Possible. Per our theory. Yes. Andy said, boy, don't you lose your head. Now, up to this point, fine. For some reason, Andy thinks the way to calm him down... Because (laughs) when he says he got mad and he saw red, I'm assuming... That brother is saying things like, I'm going to find that Amos boy, and I'm going to kill, kill him. him. He's slamming a fist on the on the bar. Right? Like, he's presumably furious. he's, like, throwing out um, threats. And as, as we will perhaps discover, we have to talk about what exactly is happening later on in this song. Yeah. But threats that he, you know, people know that he can, he can fulfill. Right. Right? So... He's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find that kid. I'm going to kill him. And for some reason, Andy decides the best way to calm him down, to say, don't lose your head, is to tell you the truth. I've been with her myself. Andy, How come on, on buddy. earth is that supposed to help? You know, sometimes the whole truth and nothing but the truth is not the way to go. You're, I mean. This is classic read the room. <laughs> oh, my God. Read the room, Andy. There because is assuming nothing to come, nothing good will come of this, Andy. Mike, I'll just speak in a second. But assuming the reason Andy is telling him this is because he knows that the wife isn't home, and he wants to cut brother off at the pass, right, and let him know, right. Not what I'm saying is Andy's not telling him this because he's like, I have to unburden myself. Right. I can't stand this anymore. Right. I have to tell you the truth. He's telling him because like your wife won't be home tonight. She's seeing that Amos boy Seth. Why he divulges at this moment the Ugh. fact that he's also been sleeping with her is insane. It drives me nuts. It makes nuts. no sense. It drives me nuts. It makes no sense why he would do that. I think he's, in his mind, trying to be a good friend, being like, look, there is a surprise waiting for you when you get home, and that surprise is your wife's not home. Um, and here's why. Right. I think... I don't know if, like, when he got mad and he saw Red, if, like, what you were saying, if he was threatening good old Seth Amos, mm-hmm. um, 
if his way to calm him down was to be like, no, 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 she's cheated with everybody. Yeah, that's right, Michael. You can't kill yeah. everyone. And here's, right. here's a list. Like, so... It's yeah. it's worse if she's cheated with one person <laughs> than no, with literally so. the entire well, town. I, I think I think maybe I think you're right, Michael. I think maybe um Andy's Andy's tactic here is to deflect to her, yeah. not to Seth, to be like the problem is not which first of all I can't you know let's not get into the patriarchy, but um, uh, but. No, you know what, Rachel? Let's do it. Let's get into the patriarchy. <laughs> Listen, I'll tell you somebody who doesn't deal with the patriarchy well, and that's sister. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, but <laughs> so it so it's like it's like you gotta you gotta calm down. It's 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 over, man. Like she's it's it's not worth it. She's just out here with everybody. And the moment those what? words come, the moment that that diarrhea of the mouth comes out of Andy's gullet. He's probably like, oh, uh, that this is not going the way I thought it it was gonna go. Not only has she cheated with the entire town, here is a list of everybody in the town with whom she has cheated. Yeah, right. And they're oh, Andy, are you are are you on that list? Um, and I also think they're at a bar. <laughs> He's like Steve, Joe, Frank, Andy Willow, uh, Billy. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Wait, can you go? Roll back, can you go back, back one. Roll back. What'd you say? Oh, Frank? yeah, Steve. That's right, Frank. Yeah, no, yeah, one yeah, after yeah. one, one after Frank. That was Steve. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, after that. Uh, oh, uh, is that Billy? That was. Edible? It was. Edible? That's, that's fine. Edible? 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 Even not my last name. <laughs> so let me see if I wait. Who's Andy Wolo? I, I just I just know a whoa. Let me see if I understand this. You were telling me that what my wife is not only slept with every man in town, but also famed New York artist Andy Warhol. Is that what you're <laughs> yeah, telling me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You heard me right. Yes, yes. We're on the same page. I'm gonna g- go get him. <laughs> I'm gonna kill that <laughs> soup paint that soup can painting mother effer. <laughs> God. Uh, you painted your last Mick Jagger. Let me just tell you that. Okay. <laughs> your 50 minutes of fame are up. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably, I'm, not, I'm not even mad. I'm proud. I wonder if this <laughs> yeah. will get us into Studio wow. 54. Yeah. Um, but I also think he, he's at a bar. He's at Webb's. He's probably been there for hours. And I think this is sort of just like an offhand comment. Like he's, as he's sipping his Rob Roy or whatever he's drinking. Um, what, you don't think he's drinking a Rob Roy? No, I think he's probably drinking a one of those chunky mugs of beer or a whiskey. Andy Wallow has <laughs> very sophisticated tastes. Okay. Yeah. Go on, he's, Michael. He's, he's in Webb's in Georgia drinking an apple teeny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. He removes the umbrella from his drink. So wait, but Michael, but but here's the thing. The first thing that Andy Wallow says to him is sit down. I've got some bad news and it's going to hurt. So you're saying that between the between the uh, verse about this Amos boy and getting mad and seeing red, hours have gone by, and Andy's no, I don't. Th- every I don't think tactic. so. So then he's not there for hours. He's there for like twenty minutes. No, I maybe. think Andy's been there for oh, hours. Oh, yeah. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I thought you meant like. And I think there. just sort of, you know, in kind of like without thinking about it, a side comment. He he says. Um, what's the lyric? To tell, to tell you the truth, truth. With her, like just sort of as he's taking a sip, 
like mm. not even thinking about it. And as soon as he puts the glass down, he's like, oops. Yeah. Didn't mean to do that. Gotcha. Gotcha. So I have. I mean, so that's just a theory of yeah. like why he would. Why he would put himself in harm's way like that. Right. Okay. So I have a theory that I'm going to present in a second. Um, I also want to say in, in the meantime, between our first time doing this and now. We've had a decade of true crime podcasts. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to present some facts that don't have a conclusion, but I'm going to let the audience <laughs> decide in their minds um, what is happening. Because I, I, I don't have a definitive theory on this, but I'm going to present something to you real quick. So we're going to find out that um, brother's going to go home. The wife is not there, obviously. Um, but we will find out later the reason the wife is not home is because she's not with the Amos boy. She's dead. That's why she's not home. Okay. Spoiler alert. So, so, and again, presumably, I mean, I think she has to, I think she already has to be dead. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, is Andy, how do I put this? Is Andy... So Andy's saying your wife isn't home because she's with the Amos boy. Does he believe that? Or is he trying to come up with a cover for why brother will not find his wife at home? No, I don't think that. I don't think that he's, I don't think that Andy. Oh, yes. Oh, Michael. Andy did it. No, no. Andy did it. Oh, no. No, I don't think he killed the wife though. I don't think. Hold on, hold on. What if, okay. He's. Both Andy and good old Seth Amos are cheating with the wife. Okay. Okay. Andy gets jealous. Andy kills the wife. We don't know. Okay. They never say who murdered the wife. Yeah. No, 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 she no, does, no. That's though. not true. That's not true. Oh, they do say who murdered the wife. Yes. No. Oh. Vicky Lawrence no, says no, no. she Vicky killed Lawrence the wife. Says, but, what I'm- but here's what I'm asking is, is. Does Andy know more than he's saying, or or that or I, that I we are presented with? I, I don't think so. I, I don't think so. I think that um, everybody assumes that. I think everybody assumes that she's not in town because this is the last mentioning of Seth Amos as well. I well, think, that's the other. I that's think another that the thing. assumption is that they ran off together. All right, I'm. Let's put a pin in this because yes. I'm going to come back to it when we. Yeah, get Yeah, we to should it. get to the chorus. <laughs> but well because we i like the idea she, of this being a true crime podcast now there are three people there are three people mentioned right there's the wife there's the amos boy and then there is andy right i will save this until we get there but we know only two of them are killed correct one is never mentioned even though it would make sense that amos ugh, i want to call him amos that Seth Amos would be killed he is never confirmed one way or the, or the other. In fact, again, as Rachel says, he's never mentioned again. So I guess what I'm hinting at is perhaps Andy was killed not because he was cheating on the wife, but maybe he knew too much. Let's put a pin in it. Okay, put a pin okay. in it. Let's get, let's, let's move forward. <laughs> well, Andy got scared and left the bar. Walking on home cause he didn't live far See Andy didn't have many friends And he just lost him one 
Brother thought his wife must have left town So he went home and finally found The only thing Papa had left him And that was a gun Then he went off to Andy's house Slipping through the backwoods quiet as a mouse Came upon some tracks too small for Andy to make He looked through the screen at the back porch door And he saw Andy lying on the floor in a puddle of blood And he started to shake Where the Georgia Patrol wasn't making their round So he fired a shot just to flag them down And a big belly chap grabbed his gun and said Why'd you do it? And the judge said guilty in a make-believe trial Slapped the sheriff on the back with a smile Said supper's waiting at home And I gotta get to it That's the night that the lights went out in Georgia so keep in mind who's telling us. Yes, correct. The the person who's like everybody, with the exception of my brother and me, is wrong. There, uh, he's a backward Southern lawyer. The judge got blood stains on his hands. Right? Um, how about this? Andy got scared and left the bar, walking on home because he didn't live far. See, Andy didn't have many friends, and he just lost him one. Well, oh, Andy- yeah, Andy didn't. And- well, okay. I Andy, wonder first why, all, Andy. A, I wonder, I wonder why, why I don't have too many friends, Andy. <laughs> but, but real quick, we'll get back to that. But real quick, the person telling this is like, oh yeah, Andy didn't have a lot of friends. Yeah. Right. right. Everyone's being put down. Everyone is bad. Yeah. Right. For one reason or another. Um, okay, what she's yeah. saying so, is, no one's going to miss Andy. <laughs> well, maybe. Yeah. So to state the obvious, yeah, Andy, no reason. <laughs> no wonder you don't have any friends, man. Uh, don't. Here's the thing. Don't don't cheat uh, with your wife's friends, and definitely don't tell them uh, randomly, haphazardly one yeah, night in exactly. a bar. Exactly. Um, that's it's gonna lose you some friends. I'm just gonna tell you that right <laughs> right off the top. That's gonna lose you some friends. Yeah. Uh, you you can read you can read how to make friends and influence people all you want, but that's, that's you're still gonna lose a lot of friends yeah. by doing that. So you read it backwards, basically, Andy. <laughs> If you want to cheat with somebody, you have a very small number of friends. That gives yeah. you a really wide range yeah. of people to cheat with. Yeah. Exactly. Anybody who's not yeah, your yes. friend, go ahead and cheat Anyone with Anyone who's their not your friend. Yeah. Yeah, but Michael, it just doesn't feel the same. It's like when it's so wrong. That's what makes it so good. <laughs> I- I'll say this. Andy Andy didn't live far from the bar. Oh, God bless. What f- <laughs> it's fun having a local, you know? That you is could true. just walk yeah. to. Being so able fun. to walk, yeah. You don't have to worry about DUI or anything. You just get as drunk as you want and then you just wander yeah. home. No, That's I, great. Now, I will say this. To Michael's point of Andy just sort of, um, sort of, not flippantly saying this, but but off offhandedly saying, like making that uh, confession, the line Andy got scared and left the bar. So he was he was probably like, I can't believe I just said that. I, I don't know what to do. I, well, I got to get know. home and figure it out. Yes, or we don't know what happened after he said that. I don't think they got right? into a fight or something. I don't think he got into a fist fight. I don't I think there was a fight. I think he was just silent. And then left. I think Andy was like, awkward. Yeah. But I think, I think... Um, brother. Vicky Lawrence's brother was... I think when she says he got mad and he saw red, I don't think he was like flipping out. I think he was just like... He had a a crazed look in his eye, angry look in his eyes. Well, this, I don't think he said anything. Asking, when he says Andy got scared, why did he get 
scared. That, but uh, that's what I'm saying. Right? I think that he. No, no, no I'm yeah. agreeing with you. But I, but what I'm saying is like, but we're not, we're not told. We're just told Andy got scared. So whatever right. happened after that scared Andy enough that he left the bar. But we don't know what that was. Right. Yeah. Right. So again, I mean, Michael said like he just like brother got unnaturally quiet and yeah. started staring, or you know, like brother had seen red. And was like presumably making threats. Like once Seth, no, shit. once Andy is like, you know, oh, I also slept with your wife. Like was you know, what did brother say? Was he just like, well, I'm going to kill you, or yeah. you know, or whatever? I think he um, grabbed a bar napkin and started writing down um, ways to murder Andy. And Andy <laughs> saw that, and he was like, oh, I gotta, I gotta go. Yeah. But whatever happened, it scared Andy enough that he left the bar. Um, he walked down home, he didn't and the, <laughs> the lyrics were originally, I didn't hear what they said, but Andy got scared and he left the bar, I think, but cause I was sitting on the opposite <laughs> side of the bar, but nobody saw yeah. me there. Yeah. I was hiding Which really behind gives a away. Rack. Yeah. Gives away the theory of she was in the bar. Yeah. So the next line is brother thought his brother thought his wife must have left town. I don't understand what that's uh, supposed to mean. Or why? Because he already knows the wife isn't going to be home. That's what Andy yeah. told him. So why is he like the wife must have left town? See, I don't know why. Other than just to be like, if she's openly cheating on me, then she's just never coming back. Yeah. Yeah. To Rachel's point, he assumes that she ran away with... Seth Amos. Seth Amos. I mean, maybe right. on his way home, he stopped by Seth Amos's house. That's true. And he wasn't there. I, yeah. And I mean, it might, it, okay. it would make sense. I mean, it doesn't work because of the, the line, but it would be like he went home and didn't find his wife. He thought she must have left town. That's kind of how I sort of read it. Right. But again, he knows she's not going to be home. Right. Like Michael right, right, said, right. like Michael said, it would make more sense if there was a mention of he went to Seth's house to either confront him or kill him or whatever. <laughs> Discovered there was no one there and then was like, oh, they must have run off together. So so I will say this, that the reason that doesn't work is and and again, we are trying to make this make sense. <laughs> then if if he is certain, if he for some reason is certain that his wife and Seth Amos left town together and he doesn't know where, then the rest of the not the rest of the story, then the next two <laughs> verses make sense. Okay. Okay. Because okay. he has a lot of rage in him and he needs to take it out on someone. On someone. And Seth and his wife are not there. Right. Yeah, and we also don't know the full um content of his conversation with Andy. He could have Correct. said Yeah, it I mean it Nobody's wasn't it might not have been like they were casually seeing each other. Like she she's not home. All he said is she's not home. He didn't say she's not home because they're on a date at the Regal Beagle. She's not home, period. She has left home. Yeah, right, right, Because right. she is leaving town with Seth Amos. Yep. They're going to Paris. So I don't listen to a ton of true crime podcasts, but I, left, I have listened to some. And they're, you know, this reminds me of one of those times and they're like, okay, so we know, you know the victim got home at 8.15 and then left again at 8.37. We don't know why. We don't know where they were going. We just know that that happened. Right, right. And so this, this again is like, is this conjecture where brother thought his wife must have left town? How does, Vic, how does Vicky Lawrence know that? 
She can't. She no, can't know what he he's thought, thinking. Right. Sure, 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 sure. So I'm just I'm just saying, like, is that true? I guess what I'm saying is, is she trying to justify the reason why he goes to Andy's house with a gun? Um, Th- and that's because, what I'm saying. Right. Right. So, again, it's like how much of this is actually happening and how much of this is Vicky right. Lawrence either guessing what happened or, again, coloring the story in a way that makes her seem good. Right. I right. think it's um, both of those else things. Yeah. Seem bad. So brother thought his wife must have left town, so he went home and finally found the only thing Papa left him, and that was a gun. So this, I think, speaks volumes to perhaps some more information about what's going on, which only to say is the line, the only thing Papa left him, and that was a gun, seems to imply an awful lot uh, (laughs) about uh, his home life growing up, um, what his family situation was like, and perhaps what kind of people brother and little sister have turned out to be. Um, yeah, there's a you know, backstory here that we're not getting a lot of that would right. be probably the third or fourth track in the concept album. Absolutely. Yeah, that's what totally. I mean. Like this, yeah. there'd, be this, a gu- there'd be a song just about the gun and the history yeah, yeah. of the gun. <laughs> but like, what does that mean? Like, ob- again, obviously, like whatever their relationship with their father is, it's not good. For her to be like the only thing Papa left him. Well, it could just be that they're. It also could just be that they're not well off. I mean, you know, you know, he's his father's like all I have to give you is a gun. You'll have to make it as a candle salesman. (laughs) He inherited the family candle business and five thousand acres, so he's fine. Sure, he's doing fine. But you know, I mean, again, I think if she was like, you know. The the fam the family heirloom gun right. that our father left us right. Um, like a check we, on <laughs> be like we uh, like, we put it over the mantle in yeah. <laughs> the first act of every play. Right, but it, like the only thing we ever got from our father was a gun. Like we didn't get love or attention or anything. We just got a gun, you know. Um. So okay. So the only thing Papa left him was a gun. He went off to Andy's house, slipping through the backwoods, quiet as a mouse. Okay, I'm going to stop there before we get to the next part. So why is brother going to Andy's house with a gun? I mean... Skeet I, shooting. I think, yeah, they're, they, they're supposed to go duck hunting in the morning. Um, <laughs> no, I, I think he's just in a rage. It was a Nintendo uh, controller yeah, gun, that's right. and they were actually going to play duck hunt. Yeah, he was going to well, get real the close thing. to the screen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's cheating. That is cheating. That's cheating. That is cheating. Don't you dare. Oh, yeah. Well, you cheated with my wife. Okay. Good call. <laughs> All right. Okay. You got that's, me. That's his, that's his revenge for Andy cheating on his wife. He's going to beat his high score in Duck Hunt by putting the gun against the screen. Uh, I think. Oh. I think. Wow. He's... That dog's laughing at you the way Andy's laughing at you. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's. I think he's going to kill him. I you don't take uh, the only thing your papa left you, the gun, and go to Andy's just to talk. So, right, exactly. So here's the thing: I don't think that if you intend, like, I don't think brother will eventually be hung for Andy's death, right? I don't think he should be hung uh, or even punished for Andy's death because he didn't do it. But at the same time. He sure seems like he's going to do it. So it's, you know what I mean? Like, which is like they hung an innocent man. Okay, technically he's innocent. Sure. 
but also like he you know what i mean he didn't like just like happen upon this be like all right you know what andy i thought about it you're right look i brought you a candle sampler um <laughs> let's make a mess you know what i mean because oh, here's the thing here's the thing i've been distant you know what i mean like i i'm i'm understanding now that yeah. i'm I'm half to blame for this. Oh, no, Andy. Like, yeah. my candles. I dropped them in the blood. Like, he's going there. He's slipping through the backwoods with a gun yes. to yes. Andy's house. He's yeah. going to break in the back door and murder him. Yes. That's what he's planning to do, right? There's no other option. Yeah. And it's because he can't, because he knows that Seth and his wife are gone. So I don't want to put the blame on Andy, but Andy, if you had stopped at the second verse, none of this would have happened. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Actually, no. if this was just a song about a guy who went to a bar, yeah, yeah, and it stopped there. Um, No, no, just he went to a bar. If it stopped at what's (laughs) doing well, hey, what's doing well? Uh, not much. Great. (laughs) Hey, uh, that's the night that the light stayed on in Georgia. So I hey, so the so the Hawks are looking good this year, huh? I'm trying to think of Georgia specific. So I don't Um, I don't know where to talk about the thing that Michael and I were. Uh, the the thing that Michael brought up about about sister being Let's in the bar, the only okay. way that this next verse and a half make any sense is if sister little sister overheard the conversation they had, the timing of it. Because mm-hmm. if not, then it's just co- really weird coincidence of timing. Well, again, I yeah, I mean, presumably. Damn, I never thought about her overhearing it. She has to. Because what is she? So she, she hiding in Andy's house? Well, it could just for be hours? a weird coincidence. I mean, it could be a coincidence that she's like Godfather style. I'm taking care of all the family business tonight, right? So she goes to Andy's house. Spoiler alert: She knows. She knows. She know for the movie Godfather. She knows that Andy is cheating with the wife. So she's taking everybody out who's involved with this, right? I'm just, I'm just saying. But, uh, but, but if she does it, if she's in the bar, she overhears what Andy says, and she's like, oh, I, again, spoiler alert, have already murdered the wife and Seth. Right. Andy is also involved, so now I'm going to go get him. Yes. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense right? to me. The other thing is that Andy got scared and left the bar. Did Andy get scared and left the bar? Because- Brother was like, I am going, to, I'm going home to get my gun and then I'm coming back here and I'm going to kill you. Like, is that, you know what I mean? Is it, is it that direct? Because like, why is he scared and like going home? And then maybe sister's like, oh, I know where he's going. So I'm going to get there first. I think she followed and be him. be waiting for yeah, him. Yeah, I mean, I or think follow, she followed whatever. him But home. I mean, but I, I don't, right. I mean, the, why he, why he left, who knows? He's just scared and running around like a chicken with its head right. cut off. He, he doesn't know. But the important thing is that the way this makes sense logistically is exactly what Michael said, is if little sister overheard this, and she's always packing heat because she's a Georgia gal. Oh, yeah. And so, and she follows Andy to his house and kills him. him. You should say the next verse and a half, then we can discuss it more, I feel. Okay. So, okay. No, I I think in terms of timing, though, I think she... When Andy leaves the bar, she follows him. Right. Takes care of the family business. Um, yeah. And then goes to her brother's house and then witnesses him going, like, getting home, getting the gun, and then follows him. So I'll say this. 
That part I do not like, and I will tell you why later. Or not that I don't like, but it's it really yeah, colors who No, it really colors who little sister is. Um so uh but I don't want to well, say because... it yet because we're not there. We're not there yet. Okay. We're not there so, yet. So uh, I'll keep going. Okay. So this is the verse where she to... kills Mo Green, right? Yes. <laughs> he went right up there in his the house, <laughs> slipping through the backwoods quiet as a mouse, came upon some tracks too small for Andy to make. He looked through the screen at the back porch door, and he saw Andy lying on the floor in a puddle of blood, and he started to shake. Now, here's the, here's the other problem. And again, this is all through the lens of Vicky Lawrence telling us this story. But he presumably was going through the woods, going to sneak in Andy's back door and kill him. So why, when he finds Andy dead, is he so shaken? Like, like he's some, like, innocent little, like, oh, my God, blood, I'm so upset. Like, he was going to kill Andy. Or, 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 is, like, the actual reality, like, he wouldn't have done it. You know what I mean? Like, he was so Mm -hmm. mad. But he would have been like, oh, you know what? I can't kill somebody. And then seeing the reality of his friend dead, like, right. yeah. breaks him out of this, yeah. like, this fugue state where he's like, oh, my God, he's actually dead. What have I done? What was I going to do? This is insane. Like, whatever. Right. I mean, I think that could be it. I mean, I think it's I think it's either thing works. There's two things that work. One is the thing that you're saying where, like, it sort of smacks him back into the reality of, oh, this is a dead person. Right. He's a dead guy. He's a dead guy. Uh, in front of me. He's a dead guy. So um, the other thing is, uh, I'm sorry, it's just only three of us would know what I'm talking about. Um, the other well, thing, a few is, more people might. The, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The other option is that he is shaken just because it, who the heck else would do it? Right. And so who's out there? What like, is ha- what is right. happening? Like just a sheer. I just saw this guy all. five minutes ago, and now he's dead. Yeah. yeah. How did if this happen? I, I didn't kill him. Did I? Did I do this? Right. Am I that good of a shot? <laughs> that he just had um, to think about it and it worked. Yeah. So, I will say, um, the line uh, slipping through the backwoods, quiet as a mouse, uh, came upon some tracks too small for Andy to make. Having mm-hmm. the image of a mouse and small tracks back to back. I always yeah. picture like he saw like cute little mouse tracks. <laughs> yes, <laughs> me too. <laughs> me too. They're so tight. He's like, oh my god, he's got a. These are too small for he's Andy to a, make. Yeah. These are too small for a dog to make. So, These are too small for a cat to make. So- These are mouse-sized footprints. <laughs> no, and but I will say the other thing is he came upon tracks too small for Andy to make. Is the other assumption of that that he's now getting more heated. Because he assumes his wife oh. is in there oh, with Andy. And he's going to find of both of them in there. That's I interesting. Of that. Yeah, I always just sort of imagine he was like, oh, that's weird. There's like, like <laughs> strange. Small, small footprints uh, in the Mouse mud. Mouse prints. Oh, interesting. <laughs> in the mud here. Um, okay. So the Georgia Patrol was making their rounds. So he fired a shot just to flag him down. I'm sure we talked about this. The first time, mm-hmm. but brother, come on, just run, just or just like think for a second. Like I know you're shaken. I know a lot has happened in the last like what thirty minutes, um, and you're probably not thinking straight. 
but you you're just wildly firing a gun. Yeah. Like, what are you thinking, man? With um, a recently deceased person. Yeah. Who died with of a, a gunshot yes. wound with nearby. A, with a murdered person who publicly confessed to you that he was sleeping with your wife. Yeah. Like, think right. for a second. A um, second. So. But he, he's like, hey, police, bang, 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 hey, over here, <laughs> bang, bang, bang. Um, he fired a shot to flag him down. Now, again, this is like everyone is, everyone's back. A big-bellied yeah. sheriff grabbed his gun and said, why'd you do it? Okay. Again, along with the lawyers going, hey, you, you know, we're just, <laughs> I'm just a sheriff. Right. <laughs> what? I'm just doing my job. But that's what I mean. Like, she's throwing shade on everybody. The sheriff, like, oh yeah, that sheriff, he's a, he's a, he's fat, he's an idiot, right? Like everybody <laughs> is, but no, but I'm, but I'm serious. So every single person, other Correct. than brother and little sister, who has mentioned this song, has a negative connotation to them, one way or another. Yeah. Right. Um. So the sheriff's like, "Why you do it?" Now you could be like, "Oh my god, this cop's a bad guy again." This guy's running around randomly shooting a gun. There's a dead body here. He has no explanation for like. <laughs> What I, he's like, oh yeah. By the way, I came to this house with a gun, and this guy yeah. is dead. But I didn't do it. Like, come on. Um, yeah. Now the another reason why'd you do it? I could ask you that too. Why'd you do it? I don't know who did it. Well, the- maybe the mouse did it. I saw some <laughs> mouse tracks. <laughs> okay, so to go back to this being olden time, right? Because the sure. Well, the next line is the judge said guilty in a make believe trial. Slapped so the sheriff on the back with a smile and said, supper's waiting at home and I got to get to it. Now, again, I know this is something we talked about in the first episode. Even if this is the most backwoods justice system in all of America, it is a murder trial. This is not going to happen in the span of a few days. Okay? Um, I would like to point you to the final act of the musical Oklahoma. <laughs> right, but but that's not official though. That's what I'm saying. Like if they were like they had a trial and a picnic basket yep. auction at the same time. <laughs> at the same time. And everybody was thrilled with both of them. But the Oklahoma There was more drama at the picnic <laughs> basket auction okay, I, than there was at the trial. I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't remember the, the actual what happens in Oklahoma. But you were in the musical with us. Yeah, I know. But listen, I don't think I was on stage for that point, so I didn't really care. But here's the thing. But but that trial, right? But th- that's not like an official, that's like mob justice, right? Because they're not even part of. I think there is an actual trial because um, there there is a judge. But I think all of the evidence is so. It's. I don't think it's like a thoroughly researched case. I think it's all. Yeah. He saw him at the crime scene with a gun. He heard the gunshot. Um, right. Other people clearly in the bar witnessed this interaction between him and Andy. It's like, oh, this is an open and shut case. And I don't think that they really examined but any I'm... evidence beyond that. Oh, I agree. Yeah. Don't Hence get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. This could have been real quick. But what I'm saying is, the song seems to imply this happens like overnight. This is a murder trial. Like, it's still going to take a little bit of time before you get to the judge saying guilty and Andy, I mean, brother being hung. I always want to call him Andy. It's so <laughs> weird. Because they say Andy so many times, like, they never say brother's <laughs> name. 
But to, to get, I'm only, I only want to point that out just because, like, again, in olden times, you know, things. It feels like it would have been much faster. Well, it could have gone How quicker. How long did the trial take place in My Cousin Vinny? It, I mean, again, a few weeks. Over the course of an hour and a half. But, he, but here's the thing. Because what we're going to, I don't even want to say this now. But basically, there is evidence. Someone could come forward with evidence. Yes. To help Andy. And they do not. No. Not to help Andy. God. To help brother. Son of a... To help this... brother. Someone could yes. come forward with evidence to help brother, and they do not. An entire trial happens, and he is hung without Correct. this evidence coming forward. Now, if this is olden times, and information takes a long time to get from place to place, if this person is somewhere else and is not aware that this is happening, okay. But if they are... If this is 1972, and phones exist, and televisions exist... And this person can find out that this trial is happening and does not say anything. That's a very different story. Well, they hung my brother before I could say the tracks he saw while on his way to Andy's house and back that night were mine. And his cheap wife had never left town. And that's one body that'll never be found. See, little sister don't miss when she aims her gun. But there's no way that this person is not in the same Vicky. Let's just call it. Let's just call her Vicky. There's no way Vicky is not in the same town. So even if it is olden times, it's not like she's it's not like she's in Detroit. She's in the town. I think she's at the trial. That's what I don't understand. I don't understand any of this. I think this is also a very small town. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there's a lot of crime happening. There's probably, it's like right. like those movies where there's like one jail cell and it's like, oh, yeah. right, right, right. There, were, there were also multiple murders on this one night. And I think this is like the big high profile trial. I think this right. is, I think if it's olden times and if it's, if it's, such a small town where there's not a lot happening. I think it's sort of implied that it it is happening very quickly because they just yeah. want to get it over with. Um, sure. And that nobody but- is taking it really all that seriously. And I do think that Vicky is witnessing all of this because she's reporting on it to us. So I, I, I would like to say this. I don't, I, mm-hmm. I feel like we're going to start to get into a space where we need to get at least the next verse out so that I can just go off on Vicky. Okay. I'm not going to do so, it. So um well we can do it now. So cuz the next line is well they hung my brother before I could say the tracks he saw while on his way to Andy's house and back that night were mine. Now really really they hung him before you could say that. So Vicky, come on. So I would like sorry real quick I would like to go back to the mm-hmm. fact that Michael we had two points. One one point I very much enjoyed. The other point I did not enjoy because of the way it made me feel about Vicky. When you said, "I know you," you actually um, <laughs> said, "I do not like that," and I've been thinking about that since. So I like the idea that she follows Andy. She shoots Andy. If she goes to brother's house and watches him go with a gun back to Andy's house, and she's tip- tiptoeing quieter than like. What's smaller than a mouse? A newt? Like, yeah. she's behind big, br- she's behind brother 
just watching him flip out and then shoot a gun, I'd like to count the amount of times where she could say that those tracks are mine. One, when he gets to, yeah, one, when he gets to Andy's house. Two, when he's in shock, running away from Andy's house. Three, when he fires the gun that brings the Georgia police. Four, when the Georgia police says, why'd you do it? She could have said, he didn't. I did. Right. So, and then the entire trial. make believe trial. At any point during the trial. Yes. Right. She can confess to the murder. This is like her, it's, it's like she's trying to stick up with her, stick up for her brother. By doing nothing. So here's the thing. I think our original conclusion when we did this song was that the story doesn't make any sense. Because why wouldn't she say something? Right? The way I make this make sense now is that this is, we are being told this story by Vicky Long. A woman who either intentionally or unintentionally framed her brother for murder. Mm Mm-hmm. And had him take the rap and be executed for a murder that she committed. Years later, she is racked with guilt about what she did. And so she is telling us this story Mm. in a way to say, it's everyone's fault but mine. Right. That's the night that the lights went out in Georgia. That's the night they hung an innocent man. Because of the backwoods lawyer. And because of the judge. And because of the big belly sheriff. Not because of me. Right. But because Andy had no friends yep. and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Because if she if she knows this is happening and how can she not? Presuming presuming she is there. I mean, the only again, the only way I can the only way I can possibly have any sympathy for her is if she she murders Andy and skips town and is gone and comes back months later or finds out months later what has happened and is like, My God, what have I done? But if again, if she knows that if she knows that Andy is that that keep calling Andy if if she knows that brother's going to Andy's house, right? Then I mean, this is her fault. Or even she just murders Andy and like doesn't give brother a heads up. Like obviously, everyone is going to assume that brother killed Andy. Yes, right. Because of because what has happened. So you know, let's say she skips town and she doesn't know this is happening, and she's like, oh my god. What have I done? But she still set her brother up. But if she is there, if she is in town, if she knows the trial is going on, then she sits by and lets her brother be murdered, be executed for the murder that she committed. Right. Right. There's no other. There's no other answer. There's no way. Even again, even if this happened in a week. Right. There's no way that that she doesn't have time to say, oh, by the way, I did it. Correct. Right. I do think at least my theory is. If she, and I, I don't think I made this clear before, if she left the bar when Andy left the bar, she follows Andy home. She murders Andy. And then she goes to her brother's house. Mm-hmm. Presumably, I would think, to give him a heads up, hey, this happened. But she doesn't get there in time. She witnesses okay. him getting the gun, going to Andy's house. And for whatever reason, she follows him. Rather than being like, hey, don't go. It, it could have been people around, could have been whatever. So she's following him. Or she saw it from a distance. She hadn't reached the house. She it, saw him leaving with the gun. So she follows, witnesses it. 
and maybe she's about to tell him when the Georgia patrol is coming by and she can't say anything. And then she witnesses him shoot a gun in the air to flag them down. And she's sitting there hiding behind a tree being like, buddy, what are you doing? Yeah. I mean, and she, she doesn't have an opportunity then. There is a chance that she just doesn't have an opportunity. Does not not make her a murderer, but she just has not had the opportunity yet. Then I mean, when it gets to trial, yeah, that's a good time to sort of step forward. But there's, I mean, that's giving her a lot of leeway for distance. Well, I think it's just sort the of filling that, in the holes of the story. Yeah, but the uh, right. the one thing I could say is the issue is the issue is the amount of like stuff that she's telling us about at being at Andy's house. But now she was at Andy's house, so maybe she's just filling in the maybe she's filling in the holes herself. Maybe she doesn't see him find Andy's body. Maybe she goes to brother's house. He's not there. She sees the gun is missing, and she realizes right. probably what's going to happen. And so she runs to Andy's house, and what she sees is him being arrested because it's already happened. Or maybe I mean? she didn't she go to her brother's shot. house. Maybe you know, but- while she's there, while she's leaving, she, to your point, fills in the blanks. Like, as she's leaving after murdering Andy, her brother arrives right. with the gun, and she's filling in the story of he went home to, he obviously had to go home to get it. And yeah, but, but, this is where Yeah, he is. but I'm saying the whole thing, what, what I'm saying is, and we should move on, but my whole thing mm-hmm. is that that um that if she at any point saw her brother with the gun then it's on her for not saying a thing for not stepping what? in a... it could have been too late it could have been but what is too a... late is what i'm saying he didn't do anything but, but michael but what i'm saying is arrested. he didn't do anything he's arrested he's in a jail cell she goes to the police and she's like i want to confess to the murder of andy Weller. Right? That's mm-hmm. all she has to do at any point. But between the moment he's arrested until the moment the rope snaps in the gallows, she can confess to the murder. Yeah. Right? And if they're like, we don't believe you, you're saying this to save your brother's life, okay. But she doesn't do anything. She stands by and lets this happen. Yeah. Now, again, the question is, was she intending to frame him? Or was this an un- once once he's arrested, she's like, oh no, Vicky, I'm gonna say this again. Like, I don't have a ton of sympathy for you because you murdered Andy and you left him in the house, right? The only the only possible thing because okay, let me read the next line. <laughs> so, to Andy's house, that back remind, and his cheating wife had never left town. That's one body that'll never be found. You see, little sister, don't miss when she aims her gun. So she murdered the wife. Okay. We have no information. We can assume, but we don't know that she also murdered Seth Andrews. Right. Right. And then hid the bodies basically with the idea that everyone would assume they left town. Okay. The problem is, and this is why I really like the overhearing in the bar theory, is because when she kills Andy, presumably she kills Andy. Now, we don't know that for sure. She says the tracks were hers. So we can assume that she killed. That she shot in. Sure. Okay. But she got sloppy. Right? She left the bodies. The, the great thing about the wife. That's The true. great thing about wife and Seth is that th- those bodies will never be found. Or at least the wife's body will never be found. She killed the wife. 
got rid of the body somehow in a way that'll never be found, and no one Gators. will ever question it. They'll just as right, well, possibly, yeah. Well, but everyone will just assume the wife skipped town, and that's it. No one, no one will ever think that she's dead. So what I'm, what I'm saying is, by killing Andy, she is totally setting up her brother. Because what else are the cops going to assume happened, other than the fact? Like, my point is, why doesn't she kill Andy and get rid of the body? There's not enough because time her for her brother it. arrived. Because her brother, her brother arrived. Her brother interrupted There's not her. enough time. Yeah. She's, not expect, she's not expecting the brother to show up. Correct. So she, so, takes, she takes off. So the only thing I will say is, the, the one thing I can think is, and it's, it's not in here reading into it, is I wonder if maybe brother, okay, hear me out. I'm listening. Um... Well, no, before the tracks he saw while on his way to Annie's house, he, she says, she says it as if she's telling him that those tracks were hers. But what I was going to say is maybe brother is like, you got to get out of here. You've got to, you've got to go. Like he sees her do it or not sees her do it, like sees her at Andy's house. So it's almost the opposite of what it could be. Where like he's in shock because he sees his sis little sister in the corner, you know? And he's like, you got to get out of here. I'll take care of it. I mean, that, okay. That doesn't totally morally uh, absolve Vicky Lawrence. No, it doesn't. But it, no, no, no. But what I'm saying is if he knows it's her and he either tells her or somehow communicates to her, don't say anything. I'll yeah, take Yeah, right. Yeah. Then that changes a lot. A lot. Yeah. Like, if he is saying, like, okay, so imagine a, a scene on the porch that is not in the song, we we're totally going to make up, where he's, like, he either either he sees her or he knows those tracks are hers mm -hmm. somehow, right? And, he and like, on the porch, she's there, and he's like, take off. I'll flag down the Georgia Patrol. Like, they'll think I did it. Like, don't worry about it. You got your whole life ahead of you. Right. This is my problem. I'll deal with it. Right. Right? And then she doesn't say anything. That's different then she's but, riddled but, but, with guilt and as she's an older woman as reba mcintyre right she retells the story <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing like she but, but again but her but her being like before i had a chance to say there's no way so she's like she is so guilt-written by this that she is she's twisting the stories in yeah. ways that, that doesn't even make sense right because and again how what time period this is happening in and again look miscarriages miscarriage bad stuff happens in the legal system <laughs> <laughs> but ballistics, right? It's a different gun. Vicky Lawrence presumably has a different gun. So they, they don't match the gun. They don't match the bullet to brother's gun. And, I mean, unless, like, a rain comes and washes them away, there are tracks leading up to the house that are clearly not Andy's or brother's. So that is two pieces of strong evidence to be like, you can't convict this guy. Yeah, but like, two pieces of evidence that they are not going to care about right, right. in this kind of trial. If it is, um, you know, olden times, um, ballistics may not have been that sophisticated where exactly. it well, might have saying. just been the same type of gun. And right. if the father left it to her brother, maybe he left the same type of gun to, to the, little the little sister. Yeah. Or again, like... Set. <laughs> yeah <laughs> or again like depending on what time period this is either like they don't have the ability or they just don't care they yeah, yeah like, i think they, they just they're don't not care. gonna attempt i think they're yeah. like this guy look look at that guy everybody knows that his wife has been sleeping around 
and Andy is one of the people that he's that she slept around with. He just fired a gun up in the air outside of Andy's house, and Andy's dead. <laughs> I've got I I've I've got something on the stove. Let's get this guy out of here. Yeah, and it's not even that he fired the gun in the air because they don't necessarily know that. They hear a gunshot yes, and then see somebody true. dead on the ground of a gunshot. Yes. And they don't like, see oh, no, him I fire in the air. They hear 100%. it. 100%. You are correct. I was just shooting to flag you down. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. 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 So this, this, this gun has been recently mis- <laughs> uh, discharged. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, and so if you fired it in the air, where's the bullet? Well, in the air. You, well, the other thing that's get so... It. The other thing that's so funny about this, again, un- uh, unless the brother murders. has, com- unless brother, well, unless brother communicates to little sister, let me take the rap, right? Presuming that doesn't happen. The other thing that's so funny about this is that little sister kills these people in revenge for her brother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? But then her brother is executed for these crimes. Like, this is such a, a terrible plan. What was a good plan was she kills the tragedy. Well, she kills the wife and it's gone. This is why I love the overhearing thing because I think she does in the heat of the moment. I like she she meticulously plans out murdering the wife and possibly the Amos boy and getting rid of the bodies and has a plausible story that everyone will just assume that they skip town together and no one will ever look for them and it's 1930 whatever and there's no way of like finding people so forget it they're gone and no one will ever question it. She overhears Andy telling brother that he also slept with the wife. In the heat of the moment, she goes to Andy's house and kills him and gets interrupted before she has a chance to get rid of the body. Right? Yes. Yeah. Um, so the fact that she lets brother take the rap for it, again, presuming that brother doesn't tell her, let me, let you know, don't say anything. Um, I mean, that's, I, I don't, I can't explain that because her whole <laughs> point for doing this is to get revenge for her brother, and then the brother ends up paying a worse, far worse price than just never doing any of this at all. Correct. And that's the tragedy. That is the tragedy. Whew. What a song. So then she says, that's, then she says, that's the night the lights went out in Georgia. That's the night they hung in this man. Well, don't trust your soul to no backwards southern lawyer. It's it's fading out at this point, so I'm gonna yeah. Okay, and, and then the she says, "Oh oh, that's the night," and then it fades. Yeah, and then she says it in like a different uh, rhythm. It's great. I I just she does. It. Oh yeah, yeah. It's very weird. <laughs> it is. I love it though. <laughs> that's great. Uh, size the best. It's um, great. Whew. All right. Wow. Anything else to it. say? Yeah, I think, um, so we have theories about the song. Mm -hmm. The song's amazing. And we have theories about the story, but I think there is one person in the world who could answer those questions. Okay. That is Vicky Lawrence. Um, So, (laughs) Vicky, info at storiesongpodcast.com. Yeah, if she would like to answer any of those questions, one, (laughs) dream come true, again. Uh, But... Yeah, she she's the only person who yep. who holds the answers to these questions. Everything else is a theory. You can find us on our, this, all the socials. <laughs> also, Vicky, if you ever need somebody on your defense team, Michael's pretty good at putting up a defense for little sister. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I've watched a lot of Matlock. <laughs> uh.
That's uh, why you wear all that seer sucker. Hey guys, this is weird. Someone's calling into the uh, to the Zoom. Uh, it's uh, Little Sister seventy three. Should I let this <laughs> this person in? It's a uh, V Lawrence Mama. Uh, <laughs> Little Sister seventy three. Send that to voicemail. That uh, she will frame you. <laughs> That's true. For so many murders. Do not let her yep. in here. Um, all right. I mean, do we want to do expanded universe? Yeah. It's the hundredth episode. We gotta. Let's do it. We didn't get to what, before. What do we got? This is like the this is the big bang of the expanded universe. Are you kidding? Oh my god! I know. Expanded universe. I mean, maybe when the devil went down to Georgia, the devil made her do all this. Oh, I like that. He's like, just FYI, when you're playing your fiddle, I got I got something else I got to take care of. I'll be back. I'll be back. Don't worry. I'll be back. <laughs> I'm getting the sense that this is going to be a real long fiddle solo. So uh, <laughs> I just got to take gotta, care of something real quick. I got you just keep literally going three huh? things that I need to take care of. Oh man, um, <laughs> this is. I mean, uh, she. I mean, she should kind of get together with with Del- like uh, Tom Jones with Delilah. Mm-hmm. That's all. It's also <laughs> just murder. murderers that hang out with each other. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Yeah. They can commiserate. Do you think when she was planning on leaving town, uh, she said, now that you're gone, all that's left is a band of gold and Andy and Seth and <laughs> the whole rest of the town. Yep. And the rest. <laughs> uh, this cheating wife. Mm-hmm. Could this be uh could this be Jolene? Oh. Oh. Maybe. Maybe. Someone finally finally Is her type other people's husbands? (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, (laughs) I mean, is Webb's on the cheating side of town? Oh, Webb's yeah. yeah. It's gotta be. Yeah, yeah. I mean Absolutely. You know what it was? You know what would have solved this all? Mm-hmm. If instead of like cheating and everything, they have just gotten a D-I-V-O-R-C-E. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Maybe when um when they were at Webb's, um when uh Vicky Lawrence's brother saw Red and got angry, uh Andy was just looking at him and, and he turns to Andy and he says, You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. <laughs> yep. Yep. And Was then it? and then when little sister's murdering him, she says, it's closing time for you, Andy. Ha, good one. <laughs> nice. That's um, my CSI Miami intro. <laughs> Looks like could... it was closing time. <laughs> Ow! Yeah! Here, here, here's real quick. Here's someone ordering at the bar. I'll have one bourbon, one scotch. What, what are those guys talking about? <laughs> you know what? I'm going to go to a different bar. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, actually, close out my tab bartender. <laughs> oh, do you think uh, you think brother lives up on Copperhead Road? Oh, maybe. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah or that's where he that. saw Little Sister's tracks. Mm, yeah. He was okay. walking down Copperhead Road. 
Seems like a pretty lawless town. Yeah, yeah. totally, totally. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of great stuff going on. Yep. In this town. So, um, all right. I mean, I can... no, go ahead. I think if there's any music playing at that bar at Webb's, I think there's an uh, uh, up and coming singer songwriter mm-hmm. named Pearl. You bet. She's a singer. Everybody there is lost and lonely. More lonely now because their best friend got shot. (laughs) That's why Andy goes there. He doesn't have many friends. No. Pearl, sing that song about not having many friends. And she's like, that's the only song I know. On a very similar note, um, she mentions tracks. She doesn't say footprints. She mentions there's tracks. Uh, leading up to Andy's house. So is it possible that Andy got run over by ring? <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's leave it there. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about the history of this song with Story Behind the Story. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Look, guys, there's no question that the last few years have been a bit rough. Maybe you're feeling scared or anxious or confused and you just need someone to talk to. Heck, it would be weirder if you didn't. Without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. The good news is, therapy works. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help. Or maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work. Or you're not dealing well with stress. Whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles. And start feeling better, because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't even have to see anyone if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really all about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. And as a special offer to Story Song Podcast listeners, you can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash storysong, all one word. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash storysong. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. All right, we're back. It's time for story behind the story. How did this story come to be? Uh, I'm sure there was quite a story behind mm. this story. So, Rachel, yeah, story me a for story. For the 100th but... <laughs> time, nope. Rachel. Nope. <laughs> well, be, I yes. used the word story one too many times. Uh, All right. That. But yes, for our 100th story behind the story, please hit us. You got it. You got it. Well, The Night the Lights Went Out in Georgia was written by Bobby Russell and recorded by Vicki Lawrence, and it was released November 7th, my dad's birthday, 1972. So just about, just a little over 50 years ago. Oh, yeah. Which is crazy. Has some stay in power, I tell you what. The song was written and composed by Bobby Russell, and he knew it would be a hit, and he was like, the moment he wrote it, he was like, this is it. I got lightning in a bottle here. Just kidding. He did not like it at all, and he didn't even want to do a demo of it. He had to be talked into it. Luckily, he was married to Vicki Lawrence at the time. She thought it was pretty good, and she recorded a demo. I mean, it, 
it's a weird ass song. Yeah. Right. So I don't. This is one of the few times where I'm like, even though he was wrong, I understand why <laughs> he thought but, uh, it wasn't going to work. But he was the songwriter and composer. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> he wasn't the record label. When he finished writing it, he decided he didn't like it. Right. As if only if at he had some, some point <laughs> during the writing it. process, he could have just stopped writing. Right, right. <laughs> he could have right. lifted the pen from the paper. No. Right. No, little and sister he would have been was speaking like, through him. Yeah. He was he was possessed by the spirit of little sister. Um so he so anyway, so he was married to Vicky Lawrence for a brief period of time, basically the run of this song, uh, and she recorded a demo. Since it's not quite pop, it's not quite country, it, it didn't really have like a specific genre that it really fell into. Neither the record label or the publishers knew what to do with it. So can they got I, this Can I ask demo. a question real quick? Yeah. Where is Vicky Lawrence at this time? Is she Where? on the Cabernet Show? She's, yes. Yes, she's okay. on the Cabernet Show. Cabernet Show started September yes. 1967. Yes, and she was on- Oh, really? That early? Yeah, yeah was that it was early. on for a long time. She was on- ran and, for 11 seasons. 11 seasons, and she was on for 11 the entire seasons. thing. She, yes. she and right. Carol Burnett, uh, we're jumping the gun, but she and Carol Burnett were the only two who were there the entire time, I believe. Right, um, but, but finish, so she's but. a known quantity. She's on America's Favorite Television Show. Oh, she's a every Sunday oh, yeah. huge she's, star. Okay, yeah, okay. she's a big, she's a big star. Okay. So, um, which is probably why she was like, "I well, I'm going to put a demo together," and Bobby said, right. "You do what you well, you do what you want. You're Vicky Lawrence." So, yeah, yeah. and then she, I'm guessing they recorded it or did the demo, and he was like, "All right, we'll bring it to the record label because you're Vicky Lawrence." So, they tried to shop it around to people. One of the original people that they were interested shop around in, the demo. Shop around the demo. Yes. One of the for other people, people that, to record. Correct. Okay. Um, so one of the people that they were interested in was Liza Minnelli, but they never brought it to her. Instead, oh, that would have been fun. I know. Instead, and this makes sense to me, they wanted to bring it to Cher. That makes sense. Which I mean, makes, sense. makes sense. Yeah. Um, but Cher Sonny, is on on this show. We kind of consider Cher the well. Queen of all things, but queen of sure. the story song. Yeah, well, I mean, she's I, got in Gypsy some ways, and Thieves. She's got Dark, Dark Lady. Lady. I mean, she's got in me. some ways, in some ways, Cher almost makes too much sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Like, like if it, you can almost see from Cher's side where she's like, I don't, I don't want to get typecast as a story song well, person. She's not the so, one who said no, though. No, I, I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying like that almost seems too out. It's like if you have sure. like, I'm, I have a, a part for an Italian gangster. I'll get Robert De Niro. It's like. Maybe think outside the box yeah. a little bit, is what I'm saying. Like, it's a little too obvious. Yeah. But at the well, same time, he could play it real well. And Cher, could do, and Cher, Cher could do a story song real well. <laughs> that's true. None of that is the reason that Cher did not do this song. Cher okay. did not do this song because Sonny was concerned that it would not go over well with her Southern fans. And so he put the kibosh on it. That's, that's oh man. Sometimes people's decisions are so weird. Well, what what a weird thing. I, I, like I, like people are gonna be like, well, murder only happens in Georgia. Like it's not like <laughs> it's not it's not like anti Georgia. Whatever, mm -hmm. whatever. 
Okay. Who knows? Who knows? Or I mean, it, listen, it could have been some sort of power move on Sonny's part. I, I, sure. You know, um, maybe that was the knows? stated reason, but whatever. So they're like, well, what are we going to do? There's nobody else here who can record this song. <laughs> well, Vicky to the rescue again. So she yeah. and producer Snuff Garrett went to the studio and recorded it, helped along by the famous Wrecking Crew session musicians. So, oh, wow. yeah, it was not like she just went in with, uh, you know, snuff on guitar. She she got the whole crew in there. I, also, I can assume. Can I just assume real quick that snuff is a cartoon hillbilly who's two feet tall with a giant hat? I believe um, so. I okay, I just so. want to check because that's the only kind of person uh, someone named Snuff Garrett yeah. could possibly be. I believe he's a mouse with a very big mustache. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now, I also heard that um, one of the reasons that Sonny Bono turned this song down for Cher, which is funny, um, is because he thought it was too violent mm. because it was about a murder. Um, sure. The ironic part is a year after this song, Cher had a huge hit with Dark Lady, yeah, which is about a murder. Yeah, which almost feels well, like the same song concept in a, in a not the same exact way, but you know, yeah. Right. I mean, and again, it, the classic. I mean, I, this is pure conjecture. I don't know for sure, but the classic, like, no, we want to do that. It's too violent. Wait, what? That's a hit. Okay, we're going to do the exact same thing. Like, we missed it. So now yeah. we got to try to jump on the Could bad be. wagon, which is like a constant, a, a constant refrain in, in the entertainment industry. Could well, be. I Could think be. Um, he, I, I don't know. Dark Lady is substantially less violent than The Night sure. the Lights Went Out in Georgia. Night the Lights Went Out right. in Georgia, she kills like 50 people. <laughs> yeah. They don't tell you what happens in the, in the epilogue. I mean, yeah. she's just going on a spree. Who do we have? We have Andy. We have. I would uh, say Seth Amos. We well, have yeah. Young Bride. We, we, we young don't know. Bride. For sure. we, we've been through all this. She knows she. She we know. We know she's got at least one person. Um, I will say that it is a small subset of pop songs that include the phrase "puddle of blood." I'll just yeah, say that. that is true. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh man! Um, now the the songs that include. Uh, puddle of blood. What is it with the with the circles? That are, what are those things? A Venn diagram. Venn diagram. Yeah. The Venn diagram of uh, pop songs that include uh, puddle of blood and dance songs is just one circle with uh, Michael Jackson's blood on the dance floor. That's right. There you go. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Um. Uh, it says puddle of blood. That's right. So uh, the song was released in 1972 and it hit number one on the Hot 100 in 1973. Three, and as we said, um, it was uh, during this time. I mean, Vicky Lawrence was a well-known quantity uh, on the Carol Burnett show. Uh, it did they? Stayed... Did she re-record it, or did they just release the demo that she had done? No, no, no. They, she went back after they said she uh, after Cher passed on it. Then she went back and she did it with the record. Oh, with Snuff Garrett. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, right, yeah Snuff Garrett. You're right. I'm, so, okay. so it stayed on. Um, it's it stayed number one for two weeks, and it was replaced by another story song. Who wants to name Ooh. that story song? In nineteen, it was what January nineteen seventy three. You said. Uh, I just said seventy three. Oh, I forget when it hit number seventy, number one in seventy. Is it? I mean, is it Gypsies, Tramps, and Thieves? No, that would have been amazing, though. Yeah, that'd have been amazing. That's earlier as well. 
Um, I'll I'll give like it to you. I think. Well, g- give us a hint. Give us a hint. Okay. Well, we didn't do this song, but we did the a, a song adjacent to this because we've done another uh, song by this person, by the by this artist. Oh wow! Uh, yeah. I don't know. Is it an Elton John? Song? And it's a deceiving name. Uh, deceiving name because it seems like there's two people, but there's really three people. In this, oh, is it knock three? No, we did knock three times. No, the other one. is is it Tony Orlando? Yes, and Don. Yes, it's not tie, it yellow, tie yellow ribbon. ribbon. Why did we do tie yellow ribbon? We yes. absolutely did tie yellow ribbon. <laughs> okay, so it's a song we did. It's tie yellow ribbon. <laughs> was that this Good. run yes. or last run? No, no, that guys, was last guys, run. Guys, we've done a lot of shows. Did I not I know, mention this that. is the hundredth show of this run? Um, <laughs> That's okay. So, with the success of the song, they went ahead and released an LP of the same name. With more songs written by Bobby Russell, including a cover of Little Green Apples, uh, the original of which won a Grammy for uh, Bobby Russell, uh, along with covers of Gypsies, Tramps, and Thieves, and Killing Me Softly mm-hmm. with his song. Yeah. That's fun. Uh, yes. Dan is holding up the album because he has it. It's the, I mean, it's the most now gorgeous. I have it, someone- it's Vicki Lawrence on front in an awesome gingham like 1970s sh- country shirt and it's awesome yeah what it, what was that i mean i would because i'm a philistine i would just call that like a like a plaid shirt but that is that's, that's a very gingham. specific like that's gingham like yeah that's and it's gingham. a red I mean, and white and, yeah i mean that collar is going halfway down her torso oh like that, that, she, like, yeah. that shirt's all collar that is that shirt's yeah it's all like literally lapel. all collar um all now collar if i answer. if i wasn't looking at the album cover right now that dan's holding up mm-hmm. um if if it's not in front of me and I'm picturing it in my mind, on the album cover, Vicki Lawrence is leaning on a picnic table. That is mm. not true. She is wearing so. a red and white shirt <laughs> she's, that looks she's like a picnic a, table. That's right. And she's right. leaning on she something. She is the picnic table. Um, <laughs> so this album, she's at this a, album was yeah. given to me by some good friends um, years ago. Uh, I will not say who they are, <laughs> um, but I do. I do own this on vinyl. Wait, are they on this call? Is it people who really Maybe like story songs? Maybe they're not. And who love know. this song? So um, the interesting on the back, thing is, hold on, oh, on, the, on the back there's, no, there's on the back there's pictures of Vicky Lawrence and Carol Burnett. So just because she knows where her bread is buttered. That's right. And there's so, a letter from Carol Burnett. So Carol Burnett wrote the liner notes for the album, and when mm-hmm. the record went gold, Vicky Lawrence uh, was surprised with the announcement of the gold record and the actual gold record by Carol Burnett at the end of the sixth season of The Carol Burnett Show. Oh, fun. Did that, did that air on the show? I be, I'm guessing. Yeah, I'm guessing. Yeah, because it was at the end of the episode. Oh, okay. That's yeah, great. it wasn't just like at the rap party. I think it was on, <laughs> <laughs> it was on the show. Uh, the album hit number 51 on the charts, so it didn't too bad. The song itself has been covered a number of times. Um, and... I'm just going to highlight two of them, but it's the type of thing where, you know, when you put something on like Spotify or Amazon music and you're looking for it and it just keeps playing the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And it'll play Mm -hmm. just the next version of that song. If you're looking up that song, I listened to like four or five versions of this (laughs) song, none of which were by people I've ever heard of. And none of them are any (laughs) anywhere near the, (laughs) this version. So, 
the two of the most famous versions are, I don't know if I call this one famous, but it's famous to us. The 1981 version by Tanya Tucker. Tanya Tucker? Tanya Tucker. Tanya. Tanya. Tanya? Tanya Tucker. Uh, she sang the title song for the Oscar-worthy film of the same name, The, Light, the Lights Went Out in Georgia, <laughs> starring Dennis Quaid and Christy McNichols. Um, mm. We'll be speaking about the film in an additional episode, but uh, I don't know if I'm giving a, a surprise away, but the Tucker version changes the lyrics to fit the plot of the film, which yes. we will get into at another time. When I say loosely based on the song, <laughs> I mean a loosely based on the song. <laughs> um, in that there is a big brother and little sister. Um, in 91, Reba McIntyre released the song on her album For My Broken Heart. Huge a, hits. A huge hit, but the song only reached number 12 and it broke Reba McIntyre's streak of top 10 hits that she had had at the time. She had something like 27. On the country charts? Yeah, she had something like 27 hits in a row, like top 10 hits in a row. But it gave us an incredible video. I mean, her version has become, I would say, more famous and mostly because of the video. If you've ever seen Reba McIntyre videos, the woman loves the spoken word and loves a story in her videos. And this is no exception. It is phenomenal. She plays a older version of little sister is just great she's great is this the video where a lot of the dialogue takes place over the song yes yes <laughs> yes it's the best it's so good um so at the time when when music videos were i mean this was 91 they weren't new at the time but newer um you know like people were like oh they're like little movies for the song and reba was like yeah oh. Because there's a script, there's dialogue. Yeah, yeah there's costume changes. She, yeah, yeah. yeah it the video is great. great. It's so great. Um, and also Reba and Vicky performed it together on a show called Vicky Exclamation Point. I don't know who hosted that show, but they did perform <laughs> it together on the show Vicky, which we'll talk about later. You guys, you guys, there's a parody of this song. Called the nights the night the lights stayed on in Pittsburgh, which basically tells random stories from a town where nothing happens. <laughs> it's okay. pretty hilarious, <laughs> and it was written by the Credibility Gap, which is a comedy troupe featuring uh, Harry Shearer, Michael McKeon, and David L. Lander, aka David Leonard Landau, aka Squiggy. Yeah, um, it's really funny. I listened to it because I didn't know what it was and I was like this is going to be so bad and it's just so it is just like the perfect parody of this song because it's basically and I just went back to bed like it was like <laughs> it's so good it's like I think the chorus is something like that's the night that the lights stayed up in Pittsburgh that's the night that nothing happened at all like and ah. it just goes from there it's really funny that's awesome a shot ran out or so he thought it just turned out bad he bought was a retread and he had a flat in his own garage now that was a day i thought i'd forget but that feeling hasn't left me yet a feeling i can't describe so i won't even try so that's the life of a
this hit number one on the Billboard, as I said. It hit number six on the Adult Contemporary. It hit number 36 on Hot Country, hit number one in Canada, and it also hit number 10 in the year-end Canada in 73 and number 11 on the Billboard year-end in 73. I mean, this is is not fully a classic one-hit wonder. Um, Well, I was going to say, because this song came out of nowhere. Like, Vicky Lawrence is not a recording artist. Right. I mean, the reason why it's not fully one-hit wonder is because, as we've discussed, Vicky Lawrence was a known quantity. Right. So if you walked past, you know, this album on on your local record store shelf, you might be like, oh, Vicky Lawrence, and pick it up. Yeah. Oh, look um, at that big picture of Vicky Lawrence wearing a picnic table. <laughs> but, but I mean, the fact that, like, this song, again, this song, like, truly came out of nowhere yeah. um, and was such a massive hit is, like, you know, it, that's just part of the legacy of it, too, is that. You know, no one was expecting like, oh, when is Vicky Lawrence going to release a single? Uh, and then she did, and it was this huge, massive hit on on what was again, and I don't mean to belabor this point, a very bizarre song. Right. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. That you know was, that she was able to rock it up the charts. Sure. It's, it's quite interesting. Yep. Yeah, it's very interesting. It's so- also interesting that it did so well on the adult contemporary charts. The adult contemporary charts. There's no meaning to that. No. I always no. picture adult contemporary. It's like ballads. It's, it's, it's you light up my life. Yeah. Or I mean, yeah, yeah that's yeah. Um, but this song doesn't feel like that. Like this right. song just sort of yeah. defies being categorized. So like, yeah, it was a hit on every chart. Yeah. I don't know was. what it. I think adult contemporary just means your mom knows it. I think that's the only thing. <laughs> um, I think we've proved yeah. that adult contemporary <laughs> means I know it. Well, that too. Yeah, yeah. I, I put you and, and my mom in the same category, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's talk about Vicky. Let's do it. So Vicky Ann Axelrad was born in California in March on March 26, 1949. Um, growing up, she was musical. She performed in high school with a musical group called Young Americans, or The Young Americans, where she was able to perform at the Oscars, and there was a documentary about them, and it won an Academy Award, and they had to give it back because of a technicality of timing. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) The The documentary about Young Americans was up for an Oscar. I think, I'm going to guess that's where they when they performed at the Oscars. Um, Sure. It won the Academy Award, and later they realized that the film had been shown like two years earlier, or like just outside of eligibility, and so the director of the documentary had to give back the Academy Award. Wow. And she was in it. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know what to say about that. Um, I, at some point, will you explain why her name is... Vicky Lawrence, even though her name is Vicky Axelrad, she just change mm, it or mm. No, I will not. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I will not. Great. I will not. Good, good, um, good to know. Things Rachel doesn't care about, apparently. <laughs> well, I was just Why wondering. I was just wondering. It did, there wasn't like I mean, it didn't seem like there was a big thing about it. Mike yeah, I was just wondering if it was just, a, it was just a stage name or I think you know. it's I mean, it seems to be it was probably I'm gonna I'm gonna throw some ideas out there. Maybe it was her mom's uh-huh. maiden name. Axelrad okay. doesn't really it doesn't roll off the, the ton. No, so. I agree. So, um, here is the thing. 
Here is, yeah. and I'm splitting this up. I'm splitting this up between Vicky Lawrence and then Vicky Lawrence singer, just to let you know, Vicky Lawrence musician. So in her senior year, she entered the Miss Fireball contest at the local fire station. She had just gotten a new haircut, little kicky little haircut. And when covering it. the contest, a local newspaper reporter stated that she bore a striking resemblance to a young Carol Burnett, and they took a photo of her. Her mother urged her to write a letter, a fan letter to Carol Burnett, include the article. And her dad's her dad wanted her to come come to the saying like something about the contest, like comes come to the contest. It was like I guess the it was the preamble to the contest. It was a big deal in her town. Um. So apparently, Carol Burnett wrote back, and Carol Burnett actually did come to the contest. A pregnant Carol Burnett came to the contest where Vicki Lawrence won first place. Now, I will say this. I always thought in my head, I don't think this is true. I always thought in my head that Vicki Lawrence met Carol Burnett because she won a Carol Burnett lookalike contest. I do right. not think that is what the Miss Fireball contest was. <laughs> I think it's no. just uh, it's just the name of it. And somebody was like, hey, she looks like Carol Burnett. And it all came together. But in my head, she was doing a Carol Burnett lookalike contest, which was all the rage back then. And yeah. she uh, and she came to see it. But no, she came. Um, and at the time, Carol Burnett was also looking for someone to play her younger sister on the Carol Burnett show. And she gave Vicky the role. Vicki mm. Lawrence worked very well on The Carol Burnett Show. She was on the show for all 11 seasons. She and Carol Burnett were the only two that were on it for the entire 11 seasons. She achieved multiple Emmy nominations, and she won in 1976. So her most famous character, obviously, was Mama, uh, which led to the spinoff called Mama's Family, which ran from 1983 to, I believe, 1985, and then it was... 89, I think. Eight, no, no, no. Well, it was... I think canceled, but then brought back. So in total, as it Valerie's ran from 80... family, <laughs> that's right. No, as the Hogans. So she, it ran from, it ran from 1983 to 1990 with a little, uh, you know, uh, like a a little break in the middle there. Um, um, just quick question: How yeah. many people on this podcast, uh, one million percent thought that was just an old woman? When, oh, when, when I was, was little, I kind of <laughs> the day I discovered she was much older than she was. That, that, that was not that, that was in fact not just a woman in her seventies. I was like, she's good, she's good, <laughs> she's real good. Well, you know how good she is. Um, in a Me TV list of ten, top ten things you might not know about Vicky Lawrence, she mm -hmm. was the youngest person on Mama's Family, aside from the people who played her grandchildren. Right. That's how good who she are, is. Who are like children. Well, they're not children. They're like teenagers. Um, well, teenagers. But I'm saying, yeah. But she was still. Yeah. Um, right. Well, I mean, she got started so young, right? She was like a teenager yeah, when she, she was. started with Carol Burnett. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. She was like right I also, out of school. I just remember watching Mama's Family and like did not have the contact, had never seen the Carol Burnett show. And, was just, and even as a kid, just being like, so the whole bit is she's just like a mean old woman. That's it. <laughs> that's all that's the whole point of this of the show all right she's a whatever. southern mama it's weird i guess so she's a southern mama well the interesting thing is um that the sketches that that show comes from the family sketches on the carol burnett show mm -hmm. i've mm -hmm. i've seen interviews with carol burnett where she said like if you listen to it there are no jokes yeah in any of those sketches they are like 
devastatingly dramatic one-act plays. Um, And the comedy comes from the performance, it comes from everything within it, but it's just like, it's, it's, they're real, like... There's a lot of heartbreak, there's a lot of heartbreak there. Yeah. Yeah. Especially between Carol Burnett's, um, Eunice. Yeah. And, uh, and Mama. Like, it's, it's sometimes tough to watch, but it's so uncomfortable, it's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then it ran her, like her, the mama's family ran for seven years. Um, Vicky Lawrence had a bunch of different roles and a bunch of different um, positions on TV. Wait, before you, a, before you do that, yes. do you know where mama's family technically came from? Where? So it was, it is based on the family sketches on the Carol Burnett show. Sure. But there was, in 1982, there was a made-for-TV movie called Eunice <laughs> that ended up being what Mama's Family spun off from. Interesting. Okay. Okay. There you go. Love it. And it was just Eunice. There was no exclamation point, which is <laughs> That's why a little it didn't bit go as Eunice. That's yeah. why they were like, you know what, Carol? Mm, you guys step aside. <laughs> you guys step aside. We're going to mama, Mama's Family this. Um, one of the things that I know Vicki Lawrence well from is being a host of Win, Loser, Draw. She was the host of Win, Loser, Draw uh, um, on CBS, ABC? One of those. Uh, on a network. and <laughs> On she kept, television. And she kept me company when I was sick and home from school. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. That show is great. So fun. It's basically Pictionary. It's it is Pictionary. Uh, Basically Pictionary. Yeah, it is Pictionary. It is 100% Pictionary. Pictionary. The and I found out It's Pictionary complete with whoever's drawing just taking the marker and tapping on what they just drew yeah. to be like no yeah, yeah. this. This it's Look this. At this. Look at this. It is Look this. Look at this I just drew. <laughs> um the set was um This is this is this is the concept of malaise. This cube I just drew. <laughs> Why are you not getting this? Uh, the set of Win, Lose, or Draw was uh, based on Burt Reynolds' house. Uh, why? why? I don't know. To don't this know. day, I don't Again, understand things, why that happened. Things I, I just found out. So, Vicky Lawrence So, Burt also- Reynolds had two sofas. Um, two sofas? Yeah. A giant yeah. easel and yeah. a studio audience in his living All room. All the time. Well, He's the thing Burt is that Burt Reynolds... Reynolds Burt Reynolds, the coolest guy in the world for a couple of years, was like, my friends come over and we draw on a big pad. And <laughs> it's so much fun. We need all of America to know this. So much so that I want to recreate my living room and have celebrities <laughs> play this we dumb game. We have so game. much fun. Which, by the way, is definitely not Pictionary. Do not say that word in front of me or I will kill you. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the quick draw game that everybody's playing. It's win, lose, or draw. Come on in and join our host, Vicki Lawrence. Vicki also had her own daytime talk show, Vicki, exclamation point, where she duetted with Reba McIntyre. And she was nominated for a daytime Emmy in her, in her freshman year of that show. She and Oprah were the only two to ever be nominated for a daytime Emmy for the freshman year of a show. Very nice. Very nice. Wow. Um, she continues to act. With roles uh, on Hannah Montana, where she played 
Hannah Montana's grandmother, and the short-lived sitcom The Cool Kids, which also featured Martin Mull, David Allen Greer, and the late Leslie Jordan. What a crew from 2018, yeah. Yeah. 2019. Um, I think that only ran one season, but like yeah. that cast. It's a great cast. <laughs> like, yeah, that, yeah. that should have run forever with a cast it's, like it's that. It's crazy. Um, and currently, she is soon going to be a recurring character on the show Call Me Cat, where she will play the late Leslie Jordan's mother. I don't know how that is going to work, but okay. Um, so she's still out there. She's still she's still performing, doing roles. Well, the, I, I mean, just she played I literally Carol Burnett's mother when she, she was did, like twenty five. So that's valid. She could do it whatever she wants. She's yeah. you know. Um, she and she's had roles in a bunch of different things. She played like a you know a drill sergeant in on Laverne and Shirley. She's been on she's been on everything. She's done a lot of different stuff. Um, so as a musician. Vicki Lawrence got her start as one of the scores of hopefuls on a syndicated show called Johnny Mann's Stand Up and Cheer. Um, and obviously she reached her most success with The Night the Lights Went Out in Georgia, which we shortened to T-N-T-L-O-L-W-O-I-G, which is easier, um, <laughs> and released the LP of the same name. She did have a follow-up to The Night the Lights Went Out in Georgia. He did, he did with me. And it was released in 1973. It hit number 14 on the Intel Contemporary Charts, but it hit number one in Australia. And then she recorded a second LP in 1974, which was titled Ships in the Night on Bell Records. However, at the time, the label was being absorbed by Arista, and the LP was not released in the U.S., though it was released in Australia, where it also became a bit of a hit. So she was big in Australia. She was big in Australia. Um, Great. Those two albums are now, I think, in 2014. They were combined into one album. So you can get uh, the Ships in the Night album here in the States. Vicki Lawrence tried her hand at music one more time in 1979 with an album of disco songs entitled Newborn Woman, which included a minor disco, minor disco hit. Don't stop the music. Um, the, the, you know how we thought she was wearing a picnic blanket on the cover of The Night the Lights Went Out in Georgia. Yes. She's actually an egg on the title of, on the cover of Newborn Woman. <laughs> Not really. She's like, is a cracked egg and you see her eyes, but, you know, it's a theme. So she is still working. She's um, currently, wor- she's touring a sh- her two-woman show, which she calls it, two-woman show, Vicki Lawrence and Mama, two-woman show, where she performs half of the show as herself and half as the character Mama, who's, why can't I remember Mama's actual name? Michael. Thelma. Thank you. Harper. Thank you. Um, she's just a generally fun person, and for some reason she's very comforting to me. I don't know why. I think it's because of win, lose, or draw, you guys. <laughs> but she's just, <laughs> she's just fun, always working, um, you know, and is a bit of a constant in, you know, TV and, and in comedy. 
Yeah, I mean, she's been steadily working since 1967. Yep. She's She's awesome. She's awesome. And that's it. That's our Vicky. Nice. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you, Rachel, for that. Uh, We take a quick break, and we come back. We'll talk about the lesson we learned from this song with Lessons Learned. Want to be a part of the podcast? Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It's the best way to help other people find the podcast. And if you do, we'll read it on the podcast. Podcast, podcast, podcast. The word has lost all meaning. Podcast. All right, we're back. It's time for Lessons Learned. What lesson did we learn from this song? Michael, let's start with you. What lesson did you learn from the night? The lights went out in, wait for it, Georgia. <laughs> I learned um, that when your little sister um, frames you for murder. Um, Happens all the time. All the very, time. Very, very familiar time. with it. Yeah, and I'm personally very familiar with this scenario, so continue. Yeah. Um, when she does, and you're on trial... If you want a fair trial, you make sure you don't get yourself a hungry judge. Mm, Because that judge is going to rush through that trial. It will be a make-believe trial if he just wants to get home to dinner. So bring him snacks. Yeah, bring him some almonds. Don't tide him over. Yeah, six (laughs) almonds. That's all he needs. Yeah. Yeah, You want a fair trial? You bring that judge six almonds and maybe a little trail mix. (laughs) Yep. A couple of raisins. That's nature's candy. Something really filling, you yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. Like, but not, but not too spicy, because then he might be like, "I gotta run to the bathroom. Let's yeah, wrap this yeah. thing up." Guilty. <laughs> and I say guilty. I got agita. Go. So you gotta really, you gotta thread the needle on that one. Yep, but that's right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that by the end of the trial, he he says, "You know, I was I was just gonna rush through this trial, but those six almonds." <laughs> Let's hear your side, brother. <laughs> only we knew your name um (laughs) so here's what i learned guys um here's the thing that's going to help you in life Mm. a calendar okay Mm -hmm. because you think you're gonna you think you're gonna remember things okay but then you get busy life gets in the way so you want to you want to get a calendar put everything you need to remember down on that calendar okay and then every morning Check the calendar, kind of remind yourself what's coming up. So, for instance, oh, another good thing is like use different colored markers sure. on the calendar, just as like a visual reference. Yeah. So, like, so for instance, let's say you have a calendar circled a certain date, different color marker, brother will be hung on this day. Mm. Another color <laughs> marker, make sure you tell someone that you, in fact, committed That's the right. murder. That's right. Because here's the thing. Again, time will get away from you, and all of a sudden, someone you're going to be in a store, someone's going to mention your brother got hung three days ago, and you're like, oh, was that Saturday? <laughs> oh, my God. I totally meant to say something. I totally was going to say something. Guys, I was totally going to say something, and I just, ah, oh, it slipped my mind, and then just like it so got away from sorry. me. And oh, my God, I can't believe, I can't believe that already happened. Oh. It's like, it feels like. It feels like the execution of your brother comes earlier every year. Uh, Am I right? Uh, I mean, it just it just goes uh, up. Uh, it just sneaks up on you. It's crazy. I'll remember so, next time. What? I don't have any more brothers. Okay, well, whatever. 
Oh, that's the third oh. brother I had framed for murder and had executed. Oh, well. I forgot to mention that I'm, in fact, the murderer. Oh, boy. Uh. Ooh, it's almost starting to feel like a pattern. I'm, <laughs> okay, I gotta be honest with you. Oh, boy. Let me just check my day planner. Thursday, mm-hmm. pick up dry cleaning. Friday, confess. Yep. Mm-hmm. Confess to uh, murder. Saturday, mm-hmm. um, more dry cleaning. All right. Wow. <laughs> Well, I got those giant those lapels. Blood stains you know, didn't come out. <laughs> yeah, I've got, I've got so many picnic table shirts that, <laughs> that gotta be. They are dry, dry clean cleaned. only, you yep. guys. Yeah, yeah. Yep. You don't, very you don't about that. You don't, you don't get creases like that in the collar. No. Uh, no. If you don't Not dry clean, machine them. wash. That's right. No. Uh, Rachel, what'd you learn? I learned that it does not get easier to think of a lesson. After mm-hmm. 100 episodes yeah, and after doing the same song twice. Yeah, yeah. I'll learn it after the next 100. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, end of sentence. I mean, stop tape. I mean, my lesson, my second lesson was definitely going to be if you ever have a fun conversation and someone says, let's do a podcast, be like, nah, it's all right. <laughs> I'm going to do that. <laughs> oh man! Nah, it's, that sounds like a lot of work. Let's not do that. <laughs> uh, the best podcasts right. come from Sam Gria. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, well, guys, for the one hundredth time this run, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, if you have been with us from the first episode, mm-hmm. we really appreciate it, and uh, we're hoping to do one hundred more at least. So come on back. Next time, uh, we got some fun stuff coming up. We got the holidays coming up, so uh, we won't go through it right now. But yep. um, next episode, we'll talk about all the, the fun stuff we have coming up through December and January. And then we'll be, get back to it uh, at the start of the new year um, with some more fun story songs. So uh, if you guys can follow us on the socials like Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, that would be great. And if you give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever your podcast. We would certainly appreciate it, and we'll read it on the show. Uh, Come back next episode for another great story song. That'll be our holiday special. It should Mm -hmm. be a good one. I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Gazelle. We will talk to you then. Thanks for listening, and goodbye. Bye. Bye. Our theme music was written and performed by Jason Flowers. Find him on Twitter at Jason Flowers with a Z. Some of our bumper music was provided by Purple Planet Music. Our logo was designed by Dan Geva. Be sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at story underscore song, and on Instagram at story song podcast. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your podcasts. The Story Song Podcast is a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Go to pantheonpodcasts.com. Thanks for listening. It's the Story Song Oh, I'm sorry. Are you recording a podcast? Oh my god, I'm so sorry. <laughs> we were just we were flying in from Phoenix, but we'll be real quiet. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 